0: Boom! There it is. There's everybody. For a moment I was like, oh my god, I never did anyone's screen region, but actually everyone's here. What's up? Welcome to Natural Expansion Episode 4. I'm Wardy, and we've got a whole array of people here today, as you can see on the screen. We're going to go from left to right. So first of all, my co-host here today, Lycan. What's up? How you doing, man? How's your week been? Or two weeks?
1: Doing good. It's been uh, a nice week off. I like this whole one week on, one week off thing. Um, But I'm glad to be here, and there's a lot of shit to talk about.
0: There is indeed, and that's why we've got the main man himself, Kevin Deconing, with us as well, taking the centre of our screens, because where else would you place him? What's up man, how you doing?
2: I'm doing great. (laughs) I'm ready to talk PvT for hours on end. For
0: hours on end. Well, we're only going to talk it for an hour, because that's all you told me you could do, so, you know, I couldn't (laughs) couldn't actually afford uh, to get Kevin Deconing for more than one hour, so we just had to settle (laughs) for the one hour alone, so, um... So yeah, um, Optimus, he's back once again. We can't get rid of him. We tried to block him on Skype, but then we switched to Zoom. So, dude, what's up, I how had, you doing? I had to pay my uh,
3: my entry on the show. All <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. All Thanks right.
0: And to the far right-hand side of your screens, we have got Dead Pixels Fear as well. What's up, my man? How is the ladder treating you?
4: The ladder's treating me really bad, man. That's why I'm here trying to make it better you know
0: by talking <laughs> shit about PVT. you're gonna try and get uh terra nerfed and brought us buffed and then like swap the run rates around and more exactly Disgusting. absolutely disgusting all right well obviously this is natural expansion where we talk starcraft 2 and we're gonna dive right on into pvt which is our main discussion of the night we're gonna do this for about an hour we're gonna take a break and then we'll come back and discuss some extra little bit of news and stuff as well for the second hour of the show so that's gonna be what's going on um So we're going to talk PVT because PVT is apparently completely broken. Illigilac has been reporting less than a 40% win rate. I did, before my real life went to... uh, Shit hit the fan last night, basically, in real life. And uh, I had a really good game plan where we're going to guess kind of things, guess percentages that were actually lower than the PVT win rate. But it uh, didn't pan out. But that's my fun idea for next time, that something is literally 40% or less. So PVT is pretty broken. Um... I mean, let's let's just start out. What I want to find out from Optimus I'm going to go to first is what are you doing in TVP to win so much? Like, what is your general game plan when you jump into a TVP? I uh, like
3: building my buildings on the other side of the map. It's a, <laughs> bit, uh, it's a good strategy. <laughs> no, um, I mean, Cyclones are really good right now. Um, if you proxy Cyclones and they expect Widowmines, they die. And it's the other way around as well. So I think that's like the biggest problem right now. And range liberators are pretty bullshit too. So.
0: And is that the sort of stuff like you're losing to fear, like proxy cyclones? Or is it something past like, you know, just the proxy cyclones going crazy and stuff?
4: Um, well, I think uh, it's, it's not exactly the proxy itself. It's just the diversity of builds that Terran has right now, and, uh, and the fact that we always have to watch out. Specifically, there are some builds that are. Stop even... you right there.
1: Stop being right there. I want you to. T- I want you to take that statement. And I want you to look at it across the last two years. Of Protoss. So we'll go mid 2015, uh, early 2016. Go back to 2014, and a little bit of the end of 20- 2013. Diversity of builds. Fucking buildings on the other side of the map. That sounds like Protoss, the shit that we had to deal with for years. I know I that we want the game to be balanced, but I just want to point out how does that feel? I want to know that <laughs> a little more importantly. You know, what's
3: <laughs> a journey into the mind of a Protoss. Do you really want to know? Yeah, I want yeah.
1: to know how it feels. Tell me, does it feel dirty? Because I think that was a, a very common word used.
4: Well, uh, not exactly dirty, but it just feels like, it feels like rape, you know, it doesn't feel deserved. It's like when you're a child and you didn't do anything wrong, but your dad is being a piece of shit. He's just coming to you and he rapes you, you know, that's how it feels. Like, it doesn't make any sense, it just happens. That's exactly how it feels. I I couldn't describe it any better, I think. But yeah, anyway, to, to go on a bit about my point, I think it's not exactly the cyclone itself. It's just the fact that they can do so much. It's like, if we know Cyclone is coming, we can win. But if we know Cyclone is coming and there's Widowmine coming, we're fucked like Optimus set pretty much. And I just dislike the diversity. Because you can literally do anything and just aim so at the Protoss.
1: Do you think it's a case of, um, you know, Protoss in peril, there's nothing you guys can do? Or is there a meta undiscovered? Do you think that, you know, I mean, have we given this enough time to, to be worked out?
5: Well, Yeah, I think... <laughs> No, yeah, can, can, I,
2: go can I take this one? Yeah. I, I think the, the issue is that normally when you're playing against one base build, as any race, it, it's fine if the other guy can do a very powerful one base build, but you should be capable of getting out of this situation ahead. And the problem against Terran one base builds is that the only way to be capable of dealing with them seems to be to stay on one base, which basically change the meta of pvt at least in korea right now to TOS mm. doing like one base pile and rush into oracle every single game uh just to scare the Terrans away from doing their own proxy and then every now and then they'll play a two base build which i think is an issue if TOS is fo- forced into going one base every time just by the off chance of Terran uh, proxying something on their side of the map. And there is ways for Protoss to go reactive on base, but the thing about going reactive on base is that you'll almost always be behind, unless you have like the, the exact perfect reaction to the exact perfect build. Uh, and as uh, fair and Optimus have mentioned, there's so many different kind of proxies, like it can be proxy barracks, one Marine into Bunker, it can be proxy Reaper into floating the, the barracks onto your natural, so you can't expand. There's so many different small variations that uh reacting to those builds is almost impossible. So what's happening is that a lot of processes are doing preemptive one-based builds. And even though they seem to be working kind of okay for a hero, like the I think the the hero is the, the main guy doing them at the moment and other processes are following suit. But I I feel like this is just a matter of time until those because there's only really one build that they're doing. Like this this build isn't perfect. Mm. And And if it's well defended, which is very possible by the standard Terran opener, then I think TOT is in a, like not a great position. So I think that that's, that's one of the main issues. So that's also the problem that I have when we have the PVT discussion. And what I was a little bit scared about when we went into tonight is that all like five of us are just going to tell the people that are watching us that we have really no clue how to fix it because it's very difficult to pinpoint, uh, what the exact problem is and it, the, an easy solution would seem like nerfing cyclone but i think nerfing the cyclone straight up would kind of bring TVZ back to basically one or two builds. Uh, and right now, I guess the third build would be the two-factory and Cyclone, which you've seen being usable in Korea, at least. And otherwise, you only have the two one one left, and I guess some kind of and 3 C or whatever. It, TVC or TVP?
3: TVC, TVC. Oh, so yeah. I, I feel
2: like if you nerf the Cyclone, that would ruin the options there. And I think it's a nice option to have in TVP as well, like a three-Cyclone push to punish greedy Protoss players. But I feel like... Once you start proxying it, it becomes a little strong. And that's an issue.
1: So what I guess what I'd say with that is, you know, looking at the games that you've played in uh, PVT, what is something that you think would be a, a beneficial change? And then I want to go from there into, you know, just like you did with the, the Cyclone, right? You change the Cyclone. Well, then that's going to affect uh, TVZ, right? So what do you do on the Protoss side or the Terran side that could kind of account for it?
3: Mm, I think an Earth to the Cyclone to start with. Be good, like lowering the damage or health or something. I don't know. I I mean, the damage
0: a Cyclone does early game is like kind of ridiculous. Maybe what
3: they should do do is like half the attack speed, but keep the damage, like the DPS the same, but just make it micro-ball.
0: Yeah, the micro. No,
3: no, it's just an A-move machine that you just send in and hope it, you know, (laughs) you don't micro it at all. Um, I think that would be a good change, lowering the DPS, maybe the health.
5: So make it um, more difficult to use. Supply, really.
3: Make it one more supply, um, I don't know, anything, like, would be a good change. Um, I don't think nerfing the Liberators is the way to go. It's only gonna make it more early game focused, more all-in-ish, and it's gonna really ruin the meta. Oh, well, uh, so let, let,
4: go ahead. Uh, I just wanted to add one more thing. I
3: think uh, the only option they
4: can't can't do is uh, reverting the change. Because I think before the Cyclone and PVT at least felt really useless because you could just literally micro like with one Prism and no Mm. unit would actually
3: die. I think it had its good point like denying a Prism or denying an Oracle. Now you need like four Cyclones to kill an Oracle before losing your entire mineral line. I think the old Cyclone was way better to be honest. Yeah, better
4: but uh, limiting the aggressive options I think. I think the plan was to make more aggressive options for Blizzard in the early game, and they kind of had an over—they have an overkill of aggressive options now. But reverting it back would mean there's like barely any aggressive options. I feel like.
0: So the problem is that Blizzard wanted to be kind of diverse in the early game, but right now it's too diverse and it's too strong—the kind of builds the Terran can do. And so it's making life difficult for the pros. Is this what everyone's agreeing on, that the real difficulty is just the early game and getting to like a decent mid-game as a pros player?
3: I would say so, yeah. I mean, playing against Liberators at range is hard, but if you're behind 30 supply from the bad early game, it's impossible. So I think there's the main problem in early game. How you're going to fix that exactly, I don't know. But um, it's definitely early game. So
0: the the one thing I just want to kind of touch on quickly, I guess, before I kind of uh, ask, we go back to solutions and so on, is I saw some discussion as well of people kind of thinking, like, the combination of, like, Marie of uh, wooden mines and tanks and so on are very powerful right now. Do you think that's also an issue, like creating maybe kind of stronger mid-games for Terran 2, which is also mm-hmm. just kind of powering up from what is already a strong early game?
3: Perhaps, but it's more the snowball of like having good early game means good mid game means a better late game. Um, Nerving the early game will make the tank pushes weaker because Protoss will have more supply, will have better eco, will have more units. Right. So on Um, that, I want to touch on that because I've been watching. um, I've been going over the GSL games again, and what
1: I've saw a lot in Group One is in TVP. They were opening with that, you know, Marine tank push, like two tanks, a bunch of Marines uh, push, but not a lot of early game Canadians, like, nothing, proxy, nothing, you know, really out of this world, just very basic Reaper fast expand, but the Terrans are still, you know, doing pretty well. So, I mean, I guess I, I wonder, you know.
2: Uh, right. <coughs> a, a lot of Prolos uh, players also feel that the, that the tank push is an issue, especially if you take any kind of damage early on. So. We used to be able to expand to a third pretty quickly uh, and then the meta changed and we played a lot of two base Colossus. Uh, so we stay on two base longer, but that means that if you take early economical damage, you don't really make up for it because you you just have like a lot less income <coughs> than the Terran for some time. So the tank is going to be extremely difficult to stop and I think that might be an issue, but I'm not 100% sure if that is an issue that requires, like, a a big nerf, because I only feel like this is an issue at the highest level, where if the tossers take some kind of probe damage early on, either against, like, uh, Reaper to Hellion or against some some kind of mind drop, which, like, to be honest, they shouldn't really be taking damage against this, then the, the tank push is going to be very, like, very difficult, because once they really establish this tank push, and one or two liberators join up, like this position becomes almost impossible to break, uh, at least in my experience. Maybe Optimus or Fear uh, or something, but whenever I got it, I just get absolutely slayed by the turn and bada-boom, bada-boom, thanks my stalkers <laughs> and
3: yeah. they die. So. For, for sure, I mean especially when you get like one bunker down, it funnels the Zealots and the Adepts and it becomes like even more impossible to deal with. Um, I'm not sure how you exactly fix that, maybe lower tank damage or... Mm-hmm. Well, hard, I mean, like, the... oh man, I wish they would go back to the old things. Really, it completely ruined TVT as well to be a huge coin flip doom drop fest. Just my, uh, my opinion.
0: So, I mean, this all came around with the latest patch, right, where they changed the cyclone and increased tank damage. So, it's kind of one of those things. Like, we never saw tank pushes before now, anyways. So, is that just because the tank damage was increased? Is it that much better now to hold positions, yeah. or is it just it's something that bad. hadn't just that much better, right? So. So really, basically, what we are saying is that early game PVT just fucking sucks in every single way. (laughs) Like, whatever you do seems to be really good as a Terran, as long as you don't just play, like, straight up bio or something.
1: Well, let's look at it from, let's look at the two phases we've seen recently, right? Let's look at, and I think it came with the patch, right? Before the patch, it was a lot of early adept stuff. You know, Terrans were getting better at holding it, but you had a lot of adepts at your front door. Um the Adept All-In was really strong, especially with the Warp present things like that. And now you have where we are now, where Terran's really strong in preventing Protoss from really doing too much of that crap. Like, am, am I missing a phase in between where it was kind of even, or did we kind of jump from one extreme to the next?
2: Well, I, th- I think what you mentioned earlier was like, before the Adept in was it February or early March? Like, I, I think after that... There was still some bullshit that Rose did, but I felt like very stable. yeah, it was quite stable. Really, like there was the the widow mine drop for Terran, like the initial one with seven marines, one or six marines, one mine, then the triple mine drop into like the other base, or. Yeah, whatever. That, that was basically the only aggressive, real aggressive option that Terran had, though. So I think that was a little bit of an issue. Uh,
3: the gas first, you had some gas first uh, aliens. Right. And, I, I guess there was some. And gas the gas first, six marine, one mind drop into Liberator. There were some, but it wasn't very good. It was a coin flip, but it <coughs> yeah, was but, good on Frost. Yeah, I, I think it. It, it was a pretty stable meta though, and from mm-hmm. toss we mainly saw
2: Oracle, or just standard Blink play, and towards the end a lot of 3-gate-robo into uh, Colossus, which I think was extremely powerful, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Like, just turtling until 3-colossus, like slowly taking a third, kind of part of the Swarm So, so yeah, I, I think you were missing a, a phase in between the first. I think it was quite a stable matchup for some time already.
0: Okay, so let's let's go back to trying to figure this out then, because well, I, I guess actually before we do, let's talk about what Blizzard have already proposed, which is nerfing the Liberator. So some Frost players are quite happy about this. Um, they think that it's actually going to be something that... I know Mana was tweeting that he feels it's something which is going to help, he doesn't know if it's definitely going to be the answer, but... So, my question is, like, I actually feel as though if we get to kind of a later game situation in PvT that Terran's very reliant on the Liberate, and Terran P-Pros, if it goes late game without someone being at a huge advantage, is still kind of even. Like, you can see... I mean, this is my point of view from what I've seen, and don't take my word on it or anything, and please tell me I'm wrong. But, like, I was casting, for example, a few PvTs yesterday, and when I was casting the PvTs, like, if the Protoss go out in a decent position, they ha- they were able to fight the Terran and, you know, they were able to take down Liberators and it didn't look as though that was the issue, right? You know, that looked um, as though that was kind of something that was kind of okay. So are Blizzard just completely togged in the wrong part of the game? Is this you know, actually just going to really kill Terran later game? or? Um,
3: Some- I any- wonder what Harstam's opinion on this, but um, I think it's going to... Um, I don't think the problem with the Liberators, the damage, it's the range upgrade. I think everybody can pretty much agree on that um do you think it really comes too early not necessarily too early it's just that once they're in position you have to blink under you have to blink into the widow mines and your stalkers die it's just it sieges at like what 20 range or something i'm not too sure but it's um but like from the range below the liberator to the max range is like 20 mm-hmm. or so i'm not too sure i um, I'd be
1: more comfortable with a liberator nerf than a a, wine, a mine nerf, which was also brought up.
2: Yeah. Uh, can I come in here? Yeah. Uh, like I, I think, like, both the mine nerf and the liberator nerf are, like, I don't think there's a different word than terrible for those ideas, honestly. Yeah. It's um, going to
3: completely kill like, off. Like, like honestly,
2: if the, if Tos does survive to the to the mid-game and, you know, get, get the lubrication ready, because <laughs> I'm not going in dry. <laughs> i my dirt, you know? I want to have it good and moist when I come in there with my big stalk. Oh, you know what I'm going to say. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, like, I, I believe right now they were. it would be that you need plus two air attacks for Liberators to do shot stalkers again. I think if they open no. their... Nerf-
3: Um, if you have plus one armor, you need plus two. But if you have plus three Ah, armor, it needs, it won't ever one-shot it, I think. Because if you're even on upgrades, it will never one-shot it.
2: Like, if they want to nerf the Liberator, they should, uh, nerf the damage to 80 instead of 85. So then it will still three-shot Stalkers, I believe.
3: Um, it should do 81 then, I think, because then if you have plus two, it will no longer one-shot them. And if you have plus three, you will need plus two to one-shot them. Right. But, like,
2: regardless of that discussion, how much you need, I think it's a really bad idea to nerf the Liberator. Like, the Liberator isn't an issue. It's only an issue in harassment if you're out of position. And if you're out of position, like, you're still going to take damage, no matter how much damage it does. So, it's such a, a, a weird way to target the ter- Terran early game. And it's a really bad way to target the mid-game of this matchup, because I believe once Toss is in a good position in mid-game, gets their Colossus and their playing Stalkers, they're in a very good position. And I would go even further than uh, what Optimus said. I think, like, late-game, Toss is still very favored. Like, Tempest might be six supply, but I feel like whenever I get to late-game, I have a very, very good win rate in PvT. Extremely good win rate. And, like, basically the same as before the patch. It's not so much about the supply that the Tempest costs, but it's about the time you need for getting them out. Um, so, and like, three Tempest most of the time is enough. You don't really need six anyway. You get two-shot Liberators and slowly but surely you'll break the position. So, I, I think targeting the Liberator nerfing it would be a very bad call.
3: Yeah, to follow up on that, I also think, um, like, once people realize how bad the Liberator will become, it's going to be even more early game focused and there will be a ton more coin flip builds. <laughs> I just... Uh... I'm looking forward to proxying my barracks all over the map again. I don't know. I don't think it's the right way. Um, Do you
0: feel the same, Fian? Just across n- the yeah. new yeah? new maps okay.
3: will probably help a lot in that um, in that sense as well. Yeah. Okay.
0: Actually, to pick up on Hasan's point, I think
4: uh, that's absolutely true. Once Tempest are out, uh, I I actually would go as far as uh, a good Protoss would never lose, or rather, the guy who plays good wins. Like, the Terran doesn't have any chance, I think, even if he plays perfect, there's no way. If the Protoss doesn't make a a huge mistake, he should always win. But um, I think the Liberator nerf would actually break the matchup even more, going as far as you don't even need Tempest anymore. You just literally just blink under them and win with 200 supply, I think. Obviously, this is just speculating, but I would imagine that's how it's going to be. Uh, Right now, other protosses are thinking that it's a good idea, and I think mainly uh, the issues with liberators right now are the maps. Because the maps sometimes uh, aren't very open, besides Vani, it's very uh, choky, to say the least. So uh, two or three liberators usually uh, prevent you from going in all the way. So I think, uh, first of all, new maps, and then uh, take another look will be the, the right approach. And forgetting about the Liberator nerve overall will be the, will be the best, I think.
3: I feel like uh, Liberators no, hinder map design so much though, especially with like Habitation Station and Cactus Valley. They have that like one weird spot where <laughs> so, you can put the Liberator and won't get hit by Stalkers, ever. I guess,
1: I, so I, I'll leave it to you guys to say, but I mean, is it that bad if it's on the third base? Um, like, to have to build some sort of tech to deal with that? Yeah. Doing yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Okay, I think that's a, a real issue. Uh, it basically forced Protoss into Stargate on habitation. Uh, because if you don't open Stargate, like I said, the uh, you basically need to stay on two bases until you have a decent amount of Colossus, and affording a Stargate with that isn't just it's just not viable. Because you need, you don't have enough gas for this kind of uh, sh- uh, shenanigans to get okay. the, like a phoenix out or a void rail or
4: something like that. That's that's it not just entirely th- true, though, is it?
2: Like like yeah, cool.
4: like did stats have this one build, Like free get robo fast colossus and then just take the gold instead. Yeah, I, I see it on Tractus Valley, always... but not on habitation. I think on habitation there's uh, there's space to work around with builds.
2: But then you have, like, just one specific gold, and I think yeah, that shouldn't force like, you to There's much. no variety.
3: Then you will yeah. go tank push the gold, and you auto-win because it's yeah. unbreakable, so...
4: Is it? I, I saw stats yeah. holding it pretty easily, to be honest. Uh, I mean, I, I haven't have tried, tried it myself, it, but I just... Go maybe maybe
2: one game, like, in, in theory, this honestly should have worked.
0: Alright. Okay. Just before we move away from talking about liberator, risky in the chat asks, "What well, about increasing the siege or unseige time on a liberator? Do you think that would have any effect?" I guess. Like,
2: it, it the, the issue isn't with the liberator though. Like I'm not sure right. why. Like the issue is either, I guess, with the the maps or as uh, I can remember, who said it, maybe optimist that like it it, it kind of limits map yeah. design in a way, but. Okay. (laughs) Like, I I really don't feel like the Liberator is the unit to target. Like, it's a strong unit, and if it gets nerfed, yeah, sure, I'm probably gonna win more games, but, like, it doesn't really help me in the early game, I feel like, and that's where I would like to help.
0: So, our issue really is the early game, and to kind of go back to what we are saying, the Terran has so many different builds they can do, and the problem with that is the pros doesn't exactly know what to do against it, so... You know, back in the day, you know, if as pros, for example, used to proxy a Stargate, Terran knows they just get an engineering bay up, right? And then it's either they expand after an oracle, or they're going to bust your forgery. So it's kind of very limited choices. But what we're saying now is that the Terran has so many different ways to utilize a proxy and to kind of take an early advantage that it's yeah. almost impossible to come out in a relatively decent position. Is that right. what and, we're saying?
2: Yeah. And then you have, like... The thing that's annoying as well, that a lot of these builds require very specific uh, responses. So you have these guys who are basically like uh, the reincarnate of Lucifer, just practicing this dumbass build against the AI for two months, and then they come out in a tournament, and they take your WCS points, you know? That's the kind of stuff that we're going to have to deal with, because you've never seen it before, and you'll watch the replay and you'll probably understand what to do against the build, but there's just so many builds and it's like so many things and it, 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 it's quite frustrating. Like I, I finally uh, like like and mentioned it earlier I finally feel like well that felt like for years now. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> you're just, just getting
3: fucked over and over. It's, like, it's just so Enjoy. sad. Uh, yeah, it's back. the same shit we had to put up man. Blink on the for a time warp on the ramp.
1: G-g- other than the um, other than the issue of cyclones not being able to to micro like they used to, which was one of the best parts of the cyclone, um, I like the way Terran feels right now. and I worry about and I'm not saying feels from an overall perspective. I mean playing Terran feels really good right now. So I do kind of worry that you know how's it what's gonna happen if we change it? So I harken back to the example of the blink all, in, which was one of the most frustrating things for Terranss for a long time. But near the end, after so fucking long of dealing with that, that struggle fucking every tournament, wishing that Tasia or someone else was going to make it to the end of the goddamn tournament, and they don't, people started to figure out. A little bit of mine, a little bit of Bunker, it started to become less effective. So I just wonder, is there anything in the arsenal right now that just hasn't been tried?
0: Well, it's just a different issue, right? Because the issue with that was it was just a straight-up strong build, and eventually you figure out that like, if it's the same thing coming your way, you sort of know what to respond with, right? Uh, like...
2: Well, it was also the maps, though. wasn't right, it? Right, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. The like, heavy rain. Do you remember heavy rain? <laughs> 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 like... The red map was like, yeah. Entire... Yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. God, these... Like, everything was blinkable. And, like, the terrain had to walk towards polar the the yeah, polar night, like, come on guys, <laughs> bunkers? You to yeah. bunkers? Like, even Expedition Lost, where there was like rocks and stuff, like, it, it could be a little tough. Like, there were so many bad maps for Dara and I felt like, and that kind of restricted the, the map makers mm. as well, I guess, in all sort of maps that they could pick from, also, from the usual ladder and
3: tournaments. Also, the time war, it was like a half a minute. Oh, right. Oh, they, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That was twice probably the even. biggest part. After that, I don't think we sold that many Blink coins anymore, right? Ah,
2: Lil'Ball tried everything. Good old <little> always
5: <laughs> there. <laughs> <Nice> so, <meme. laughs>
0: so I guess this brings us to the most important part, which we obviously tried to touch on a little bit earlier, but what do we actually change then to try and fix this early game issue? Because, you know, we sort of said, well, maybe it's the Cyclone, but is it really just this, like, is the Cyclone being changed what allows all these different builds? Is that exactly what it is? Or? I think,
3: um, uh, sorry for interrupting, but I think making the Cyclone one more supply, um, I think that's a change you could try with because nobody makes Cyclones mid-game. And mm-hmm. some builds are, like, very supply-dependent, right? Um, so, like, in pretty much every build, you have 31 out of 31 supply But when you go for proxy Cyclone and stuff like that. I think that's going to limit some builds or make them delayed, giving Prodos more time. We you just cut one <laughs> I mean Problem that... solved. <laughs> <laughs> it, the Prodos find that work here. <laughs> I mean, we're, He's been we're cutting Probes for years. We're not happy here. Come on, man. We're not cutting SCD. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I guess, but... I don't know That I feel like that or maybe make the DPS half and the attack speed half or like DPS double attack speed half
0: so I I mean I kind of so I kind of like the idea that Optimus has but not necessarily exactly what you're saying but like the idea of making the Cyclone more of a micro-focused unit again because right now it really is like click on the target that like you want to blow up and it blows up not even know? click I think it prioritizes <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's really safe but if you make these sort of builds a bit more kind of reliant on micro and then more reliant on Protos micro to defend it as well is that going to maybe solve the issue I mean again like I, I guess the issue is still there so if you can do this build is it one too many builds you can do to pressure but maybe that sort of micro limits the sort of, sort of builds you can do in some way or something
2: I don't, I don't hmm. know how it would like uh, help Protos though it just hmm. seems like you hmm. nerf the bad players of the race for now which I guess ...isn't a bad thing.
5: <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair that's, like, that's enough. Like, like, you know, I don't... Like, uh, I don't really care what, you know, Johnny and Brons like, to, you know, <laughs> to deal with... ...when it comes to the
3: Cyclone, Yeah, that's true, but... I think that, in general, the Cyclone feels like a horrible unit to... Good yeah, yeah, like, it wouldn't be a... It
2: would be a good design change, that's for sure.
3: But, and then you can also experiment with other things, like, maybe, um... Yeah, I don't know. I, I can't think of anything on top of that. But I think better maps will definitely help. Like maybe a ramp on the natural. I think that's key. Uh, habitation station. It's almost impossible to proxy cyclones, making it um, you know a bit harder to pull off some bullshit. I think map design is very important nowadays. But uh, I don't know. We're getting great maps again.
0: So. So, Kappa. so maps will help. is there something we can do to target like the cyclone Pacific? I mean. Let's go to Hearthstone. What maybe, would make uh, your life so much easier right now, like, apart from the Cyclone not existing? Uh, or making uh, barracks have to build next to Command centers or something? Okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know,
2: maybe increase time on the Cyclone, like, uh, that, that could help with timings, I guess, but
0: I'm, I'm not sure
2: how how useful that like maybe you just absolutely make the cyclone useless i feel like the only time we see the cyclone is in in, in ttp that is is when it's proxied so i guess then you kind of kill it um like, like it it's a really uh a tough dilemma i've been i've been thinking quite a bit about it because i also want the solution for all my ladder losses but uh but yeah, like i really like i'm i'm, I'm really not too sure how I to fix this like it has to be the cyclone in my opinion i think the the liberator
3: is yeah. the wrong call I, th- I think also nerfing the cyclone will make tvt great again because right now <laughs> tvt it's gas first go reaper cyclone raven into double metafact drop is the only viable build because if your opponent does anything different you to lose the game unless it's like proxy double rex marauder because um, <laughs> cyclones are too good reapers are too good and ravens are too good um I don't I don't know. I feel like Tvd is already um little l- hope is already lost now with the tank and the cyclone.
0: Fear, anything other than just talking uh, the cyclone?
4: Yeah, I I just tend to agree with Austin. I think you brought up a good point. Uh, making the build time gi- giving it a few more seconds I think would be good. Uh else DPS could also be fine. Well well I don't wanna speculate how good how it's gonna be good or bad, but uh, you can't, I think, like, DPS nerf would be too harsh, because you would make it absolutely useless then, but if you, uh, if you go by uh, building time increased, it would still be useful against greedy players, I guess, like, if you go absolutely mental on your build, and you're, like, greedy as fuck as protos, you can still die, which, which could be useful, Uh, while DPS nerf could still be, like, you just press one F on the overcharge, and it's all good, you know?
2: right how about this boys we buff the anti-air again yeah so yeah so That'd be cool. we get we give a little anti-air boost awesome. then we nerf the ground damage so the unit doesn't absolutely destroy everything <laughs> on the ground i'm not sure if we need to do a H, hp nerf mm-hmm. or something like this
3: i think that yeah. would be a good start just <clears throat> to see how it goes
2: or or even something like one less range like that wouldn't impact tvz that much because I believe you defend the Hellion Cyclone shit with, like, Ling Roach. Whatever. Mm
5: -hmm.
2: So I guess (laughs) Queen Ling Roach. And I think uh, one less range would really help uh, against Stalkers, mainly for the Stalker player. Uh, And if the the range is one less, you could even experiment with uh, giving it the same amount of DPS but a lower fire rate or higher. No lower fire. Really. Lower. So it would be a little uh, like more my probable.
3: What's the Did... range right now? Is it 6 or is it 5? Yeah. It's six. the same as the stock, I believe. Uh, if you or make six. it 5, uh, Queen Queen has 5 range to ground, right? And like 7 mm. to air? Yeah, so yeah. 9 to air, buddy. and 9 to Look
2: at him. Still living in his little dream world.
3: <laughs> yeah. Remember three. when... Remember when queens at three range? <laughs> <I> remember, <Yeah. laughs> <I> remember. <laughs> <laughs> remember talking oracles would sometimes fly away from two queens. <laughs>
5: uh, yeah, I man. I, um,
3: I think a range nerve um, or what you said earlier is probably the best bet to try. And if that doesn't improve anything, see if you can like. Increase build time, maybe supply. I don't know. I feel like the cyclone is the biggest problem because if you can, if the cyclone doesn't have as much stopping power as it does right now, it's not gonna snowball as hard.
0: So we just need to figure out something with the cyclone. You guys think? (laughs) So my my biggest.
2: Oh yeah, go on. No, go, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to bullshit a bit. <laughs> oh, <that> was- <laughs> <laughs> no, it's
1: just that I think that you guys need to be having these conversations in public. Like, not just not with just us on the show, but amongst yourselves and, the, you know, your fellow pros and GMs and all that. But then you guys need to take it to the forums, you know, start a thread, have everyone weigh in, you know, something like that. Because at the end of the day, everyone making a stink is going to get Blizzard to think, ah, you know, something's wrong, community's angry with us, we got to respond they only have so many people to do something there are way more of you guys than there are the balanced devs
2: yeah the we don't really like uh communicating open too much because it's uh Whenever professional players, they communicate in open about this kind of stuff or write a blog, they get a lot of backlash. Mm -hmm. And if they lose the next tournament, we get a lot of (laughs) shitty messages like, Oh, she's (laughs) been a time practicing! (laughs) (laughs) And you kind of get this negative vibe around this person that always complains or writes blog posts. Uh, I I think Mana had quite a bit of backlash last time he did this and I think that kind of, you know, put him up a little on making another battle net threat ever again in his life. <laughs>
5: um,
2: so, so I think the, the optimal solution would be if we would have a, a more of a direct line with Blizzard, but not in a one-on-one setting. So we can kind of keep a social check on each other that no one is pushing too hard for his own race. Because I think that's, that that might be an issue if you get into this one, one-on-one, uh, you know, uh, sessions with the developers mm-hmm. or whatever, the, the balance designers. Where you can really, you know, some nice uh, propaganda for your race, and bam, just like that, Arabs two-shot SUVs again. Road well, so Here it's we funny are. you
1: say that. It's funny you say that, and you should have this. I, I think you would, but I have an email address for you.
2: You'd like yeah. we all know the email address. You guys have that? Yeah, we yeah, but we okay. would like a more, a, a bit of a quicker, okay, you know, like, a, like a, a direct feedback, so we can. Explain our thought process. Normally when whenever you write an email, well, sometimes it's good to you know write everything down in one mm-hmm. go. But I feel like most of the time it's nice to have a, a little bit of a conversation with other people being there to check you as well.
1: Wasn't there once upon a time a skype group?
2: <laughs> <laughs> like you don't want to know what kind of pagan stuff went down in there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, yeah. oh, could like I could only imagine.
2: I remember that's actually uh, where are you in there, or we do some how story time I? here for the no. irrelevant people. <laughs>
1: so that was like, but well, when I was still really, really irrelevant, and I remember as I was started becoming a little less really irrelevant, I had asked uh, one of the community or the Blizzard people. I'm like, hey, could I join that Skype group? I'd like to give some opinions, and they're like, that group isn't for what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, it wasn't. Uh, It was so good, because Destiny was in there, (laughs) and and, and, like, uh, and Metalisk was in there as well, I think, (laughs) Uh, so so, uh, we had like, like, Razor, Targa, we had like, all the boys, and everything that happened was just constant memes, and like, insults, (laughs) and arguments, all the time. And like, we sure. never spoke about Starcraft. And then also, <laughs> Sion was there. So sometimes he would like bring up a topic and he'd be like, Hey, um, hey guys, what do you think about the new map? And so I would say, like, I hate Feminacy. Like, five was a "Yeah, i like, <laughs> And then Sion wouldn't say anything for like another 20 days.
1: <laughs> Actually,
2: thinking back of that Skype group, it's not that crazy that we don't have a direct language. <laughs> <in this
1: character. laughs> I was going to say, maybe you suggest they make a
0: new one, like, you know, just moderate <laughs> it a little more, but... Yeah. <laughs> you wonder why they don't listen.
2: It's just... Uh, it you was guys so killed funny. StarCraft. Yeah, we, like, we might have actually killed StarCraft in this kind <laughs> group. It was just... It, it, the funny thing was that it seemed like... We started with, like, 20 reasonable kind of people, you know? And then we just kind of started Expanded. adding more
1: <laughs> you know sneakily has, not got like 420 um, something like that
2: yeah like sayon we were like hey who, who did you catch that? out ah, don't worry about it. a friend of mine he's cool <laughs> 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 just like that there was 35 guys just constantly like big political arguments like man i would love to have this guy prepare the election <laughs> that
3: would have been some real fire
2: with destiny that was a good time. Thanks for reminding me of that. <laughs> when, when was
3: that? Was that like early hot or uh, Like maybe I, two
2: years ago? Two and a half?
1: Three yeah. Years. I asked about it in like 2014 or something like that.
5: Yeah,
0: it's incredible. Uh, the thing is, I'm not even surprised by the people who were in there. Like it doesn't surprise me that that's how it ended up. I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, I could just...
2: It was pretty predictable. I mean, it should have been moderated a bit more harsh, but I think Sion didn't want to, you know, make enemies everywhere. So it was like, Let, let's just see where this goes. And then, you know, it was too late to moderate. It was <laughs> 35, you know, the dogs without a belt, like just <laughs> running around, like biting each other, like shitting on each other's lawn. Like, it was absolute energy
5: <laughs> in that sky. room.
0: <laughs> Honestly, it reminds me a bit of your uh, Clan War matches. You guys have no idea, when Harsom shows up to manage a clan war match, you do not start on time, because you got to sit for like 20 minutes of shit talk between, not, not <laughs> to the other team, between each other. Like, they all show up, they're like, Oh really? Why, why is Mini Razor here? Is he actually play? Like, oh, he actually plays... It just never ends. Brilliant. This might, it's the only reason we win I run all the our team. You win, win all, all your then. matches! Because you show up and you're like, well, you're not fucking playing your shit! Then they're like, "Oh shit, we've got to play many anyways. Okay, fine. Sends him out. He actually wins the map. Everyone's like, "Can't believe it, lads!" I,
1: I like watching. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Nurcio and Bly in the in the in the uh, what do you call it? The lobby. Bly in He'll make some fucking snide little remarks, but he's a really nice guy. I like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cool yeah. Sure. yeah. <laughs> it's been a lot of times since I've had an awkward moment. All right. And these stories on Fleet, they're like, let's go. <laughs> Sorry, I wanted to add something.
0: I, I'm staring at my dog. Oh. Well, I think, that, uh, I think that concludes that we've basically exhausted the PPT chat. Fix the um... cyclone,
1: or the game is fucked. Okay.
0: Oh, I'm sorry buddy, I'm sorry. Okay, you don't have to punish the dog for the cyclone. I'm sorry, oh, so sorry. Yeah, I think,
3: um, to go back to the topic a little bit, um, the Liberator is definitely not the right way, and it's gonna really um, make mid-game, date-game difficult. I think if you're gonna nerf the Liberator to do the damage, like, just one out of one-shotting the stalker
0: when they have plus two armor. Um, I don't know, I don't think this is the right way. Basically, by nerfing the Liberator, you're just forcing the Terran players to do more bullshit in the early game, so it gets even worse. Yeah. That's what we're saying. And then
3: it will uh, it will be like, when was that time when there was only one base built By then, like early Legacy? Or was that yeah, before? early Legacy. Oh
0: right, when every build was uh, Liberator tank push or whatever.
3: Yeah, w- because Adepts were too strong back then, people just all in like crazy. Oh my god, those Adepts. Oh, great times. Yeah, great times. I'm sure. He has
0: literally never seen GM before.
3: It's so sick.
0: <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> the adapt two-shotting, SCVs, I everything. Mean, it just, you know, it, it blew me out of the ballpark that they would put this in, you know? That there's Only like...
1: That, is that. there was something that could kill the Marines.
3: It, it two-shot two Marines buttons. as well, right? But, yeah. Yeah. yeah the- Oh my god, that's
0: so disgusting. <laughs> even with Combat Shields, right? It's no. Just... no, not with Combat Shields. With no, no, no. No. Okay, but the thing is, the you get like 7 k adept before Combat Shields. Yeah, say. but you you had to
1: stim.
3: So even with Combat Shields, they still yeah. get 2 shots. Yeah.
1: And then and then we started having to make a lot of early Marauders, and that kind of helped with it, but you could still make more adepts than you can Marauders.
3: Yeah, but Marauders don't do DPS. <laughs> no, they don't.
0: So Marauders keep you alive, but don't actually get rid of the problem.
1: God, the first part of Legacy of the Void was a nightmare for
0: Terran.
3: And Prion Parasus.
0: That was just a uh, payback, though, for the first part of Heartless One being amazing for Terran. You remember the di- days of, like, uh, just Hellbat dropping every game? Oh, yeah, It's like, yeah. hmm, I'm going to open Bio with some random Hellbat drops because it's just so good. It's... Weren't there, like,
4: four Hellbats in a meta, I
0: guess? <laughs> that was in the beta, I think. That was no, in the beta. Also... That was really dumb. Yeah. W- was it only in the beta? Yeah, yeah it was, it was only in the beta. Just beta. They changed it in the beta to 2LBATS. Uh, because that, that would have been really disgusting. In good times. Um, that was powerful. That yeah, was indeed. Alright, anyone got any final words? Otherwise we'll wrap this up, hit a break. And uh, move on to the rest. No, no, no. Alright, well. Um, Harsim, I know. We're, we're actually having Harsim and Optimus leave us. Because they uh, both got stuff to do. Sophia's getting left with the hosts, poor gate. I have 10 more minutes left
3: if you want to discuss something. Yeah, 15, 20, if you want to discuss Uh, maps or something, we can do it.
0: We could do do maps now if you guys want. You guys uh, got much to say about the new maps?
3: They're very great. Um, Do you want a link uh, for them? Do you have a screenshot?
0: Uh, I've got a link to the page which you can screenshot with. While he's uh, getting that up, I want to know
1: what you guys think about... Um, what do you guys think about... Uh, my brain farting. What do you guys think about the fact that they keep re- bringing back these old maps? It's disgusting.
2: Uh, like, <laughs> uh, I actually don't mind it too much, but they have to do really? a very good maps. I think Nuker has been one of my favorite maps to play again. And I think it's quite well fit for Legacy. But then I checked Reddit and everyone disagrees with me, so I'm not yeah. sure. I'm going but to
3: i really um i really hate the old maps i don't know i think it's just um what about Newport, were... though? it's so bad for tvz um, uh, i just find
0: it kind map. of boring and personally.
3: tv yeah it's like it's so generic like it's daybreak point 2, 2.0 more expansions you know <laughs> um i don't know bringing old maps back they were made for like four years ago the meta has changed the game has changed like I, I, don't think necessarily old maps is a, a bad thing
2: by definition, mm, but some of, like, but some of the maps that they brought back are a, a little debatable. Like I, like I said, I like Fani, I like Dooker, so those were nice maps to bring back. But once again, it's probably going to be people disagreeing.
0: I think it's but just think... also the fact yeah. we've seen Daybreak like so many times now because it was in forever, and we saw it last year again. Like, I think yeah, it's Daybreak. Yeah, the Daybreak
2: and Overgrowth,
3: they really pissed me off. Yeah. Like, these maps don't belong anymore competitive. Right? And um I think Cactus Valley is okay though. I don't know. I think that one is pretty yeah, fun. It's a fun be, map. And yeah. which other map are they bringing back? Um uh, Belshier Vestige. Right? Uh, belshire will
0: yeah. be interesting because I think Belshire was kind of fun, even though there's this meme about it being the same as Daybreak, which it sort of is. It, like, it it it's like daybreak on its side. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I actually I actually used to like Belshire. It was just straight up standard but also kind of interesting in a way. Like nice and aggressive but not just straight up gonna kill you with proxy cyclones every so game.
3: I've got the old maps in front of me, by the yeah. way. Uh,
0: well, the new maps, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm gonna start, uh, kick this off with Abyssal Reef, which is the uh, the first map that comes up because it starts with A. Alphabet is good, isn't it? Um, so I've been on I've been on these maps a little bit to actually look around them, and this one to me it feels really interesting because it's got a lot of different pathways, and this is this is one of the things I like about. It. Kind of StarCraft maps when they've got lots of different options of where you can go, but you all you know you're heading in the same pl- to the same place, but you can go in different ways and encourages map control, encourages you to be active on the map. There's no towers either, so it's not just like you can watch four of these pathways with like one marine. Mm-hmm. Like you really have to fight for map control. So this is probably my favorite map of the new maps. But I mean, I'm uh-huh. just some guy that talks about StarCraft. I don't actually have to play on these. Things, it, so.
2: it, when I played it, it felt like. a like, a, quite a fun map to play, you know? And it felt like every game I would play I think I played in total, like, something like 20, 25 games on it. Right? <clears throat> and every game I played felt kind of different in the way of unit movement. Uh, when we take a map like Overgrowth, like every time you move across the map, you take the tower first, then you move towards the tower, then you move towards the other tower, yeah. or you push, like, uh, if you spawn right top, you push down to the third, you know? But here, uh, there was a lot of different ways you can do, lots of nice uh, routes to counterattack. Opening up the ropes really gives you nice new opportunities i think this is a really well made map the only bit of criticism that i would have is that tank pushes are extremely difficult to stop on this map you can
0: actually uh, hit the natural expansion mineral line with tanks it's (coughs) yeah it's
2: it's a real issue uh no go for it yeah like that's basically, it. you can, like, the, the rocks there, they don't help you, like, the little ramp down, it's really hard to go down there if they, if they manage to siege up there, even towards the dirt. Like, it's so difficult to set up a flank on this map, that tank pushes are very, very strong. And then, uh, combined with the fact that checking where the army is going is quite difficult, like, it just, it, it feels uh, like a real struggle to be tank pushes. But uh, maybe we'll be able to figure them out, maybe like some, like a small change to the map could fix it. But I think this would be a, a Terran-favorite map. In PvC, it seems like a very nice map. Like, uh, there are some advantages for toss, lots of little chokes. So, uh, Roachling Bane is going to be easy to fight. But on the other hand, there's lots of nice counter pads uh, which can be used, so that, that could be good for sure. Uh, uh,
4: Kev, one thing though, don't you think it's, uh, it might be too strong for carriers against it?
2: Oh, yeah, all the maps are completely broken for carriers. I forgot to mention that.
3: Good point. I've got one question you, for the guys that played it. Did it feel like too bright for you? For me, it felt like way too bright. um Because I play on medium high. I, it felt like my eyes got roasted almost <laughs> when I first I think... launched it. Yeah, no, I, I think it know. was fine for me.
4: Sorry,
3: i not the same for... when I played with him. Mm, I don't know. It felt like brighter than usual. It, it, it happened before, like Foxtrot. Laps, i want to say that do you remember in heart of the swan like oh, this yeah, yeah that, that was fast. uh that, that was... was way too bright as well
0: was know. it foxtrot was it not um
3: deathwing it might have been Deathwing actually
0: maybe there's been there's been maps in the past which have had that sort of issue they're pretty good at fixing that though i mean it's not like they wanted to be yeah. and probably for, like you know what i mean
3: for tvc this map is completely broken <laughs> I'm uh, I'm going to call it now but Terran will it will be like whirlwind cross um it's impossible to deal with mutas and the, the encounters. for TVZ this will be like the apotheosis
0: veto the instant veto I think yeah and down, right. in my opinion um I'm just going to quickly move us on to the next one which is going to be paladino terminal uh, this was... <laughs> the, their quote <laughs> for this really makes me laugh. Paladino Terminal was chosen because it was was one of the most solid maps from the last map contest. Like, this really, really makes the map for me. Because this must be the most one of the most bullshit maps from the last map contest. Like, it is not just solid at all. I remember I cast a game on this map, and it was like... Such a combination of cheesy rush into all of a sudden I can't attack you because of ramps, but into... Like just absolutely oh my god, my entire army's cornered. Like there's was...
1: so I guess what all you know, let's take the pros perspective. Like what's I, I see maybe some, you know, blink opportunity. Um it's got a root I mean, is it that thing in front of the natural something that bothers you? What is it
4: that
2: uh okay. <laughs> It's fair, do you wanna take this one or uh
4: I guess I can take some parts. Like uh, I've played P V Z on this today against uh TLO, and I feel like the wall isn't exactly an issue, it's just like overgrowth, pretty much. You wall with two pilots, two gateways, and it's fine. But the space where he can link drop is actually insane, just for the early game already. And then, of course, it's really, really open. The third is really hard to take. There's a lot of distance, so there's pretty much no part where the map is any good for Toss against Zerk already. Yeah, and the brush distance is like two seconds. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: But there was another map, I'm sorry, I can't remember it. Arena? Um, oh, yeah, that had kind of that similar open third.
2: Uh, uh, no, 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 no. no. Uh, I thought you were talking about the thing in the middle. Like, no. that's the thing that's similar to Arena. Yeah, you can block like the middle
3: as well. Frozen yeah. Temple maybe?
1: Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it, like it had the mi- There was the path in the middle and there were the broken rocks similar to, to how these are. I, I hate when I can't remember a map name, but uh, we had a map like this in the... It was the last season or the season before.
3: I think Frozen Temple with like the alley in the middle, the yeah. snow map. Yeah. Frozen but there were, were no rocks. Yeah, oh, they're on rocks. in
4: the middle. Look at that. Yeah, there on, was the on the sideways,
3: on oh, the sideways. sideways. Yeah, on the sideways,
4: yeah, but not in the middle.
3: No. But um, okay. for TVZ, I think this one is going to be <laughs> really Terran favorite from like the uh, one to the opposite. That previous map was like Insane Zerg favorite. I think this one will be very ter- Terran favorite. TVP, uh, I don't know both sides, I think, there's like some proper uh, banter builds you can do, from both <laughs> perspectives. Yeah.
1: It looks like you could sneak a probe in, uh, into that bottom left corner of the top right corner of the two bases, and uh, maybe do some proxy stuff in base.
3: Probably. Oh, you mean the sun station, by the way? The... No, day? no, it was
1: frozen temple was the one I was talking oh, about. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But no, I'm talking about on this paladin map.
3: Wait,
2: where, where, where would you do that? So, you,
1: like, if you came in and you just hugged the wall, like, let's say you're going to the bottom base and you hug the wall at the top, you can go down in that bottom left corner and probably not be seen. No. But it looks like it's got a
3: big area. The um, does look pretty big. Yeah, but if you depot wall or pylon, yeah, I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no one pylon walls. Terran could do that. Terran <laughs> can do yeah. anything. <laughs> you might as well not build it the natural. I don't know. I don't think it will even be there in time if I check the rush distance. Oh, maybe. It could be there for a factory. Like, uh, oh, you know, yeah. oh, yeah, proxy, proxy mine. Oh. 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 oh, but then you might as well proxy the starport though. Why did you bring it up? You might as well proxy the starport though, then, and just go and <laughs> yeah,
1: just liberate the within one second. Proxy the mine in base, and then you have the starport out in that no. little. See the smiley face at the bottom of the map? Yeah, no,
3: no, build both of them there. I think you should build both
0: of them there.
1: And then you just have a liberator and widow mine fest. <laughs> it's a little rape party. You're all invited, Protoss.
0: <laughs> all right. So, we can all just agree that it isn't a uh, solid map. (laughs) That's the one thing I wanted to get across with for Paladino Terminal, like, it isn't a solid map. Alright, next up, Proxima Station. I don't really know what to think of this one. I actually haven't been uh, in game on this one. Anyone got anything they want to... Did they confuse the
3: names? This seems like a solid map, to be honest, if I quickly look at it. It Oh yeah. Yeah, it Maybe is. they
4: confused the names, I don't know. <laughs> I think it, it actually really reminds me of Dusk Towers. Really?
1: They, no. Are we talking about the in-base? Yeah. Like, like the, the
4: free bases are kind of equal. But look, but the then list. it varies a lot after that.
1: Those are destructible rocks right
0: there, right? By your natural? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like yes. a back... Oh, there's,
4: there's rocks at the natural? Yeah, you yeah. can
0: attack in the back to get into the natural. I, I didn't not even annoying. notice that. Oh. Okay, then I'm taking back everything I said. It feels <laughs> more is, like Nimbus. This
2: um, is a... A nice I mean map, this... but I think the issue here is that, like uh, Fair mentioned earlier, this map is a joke when you play Carriers because Zerg can beat you here, like the
3: oh, yeah. engagement
2: yeah. paths are a real issue.
3: Oh, it's all like jokes and stuff, and...
2: Yeah, so oh. I think this map, once again, would be good for Protoss and probably good for tanks as well, but that will have to be seen.
3: Okay.
1: This is big for Proxy, it looks like it's a very hard to path map. Yeah, you plan
3: it right. Yeah, you can proxy on a lot of spots as well. You have like, got so hard. many
0: back rocks as well. It's kind of this is one of these ones I think you have to watch play out a few times and watch everyone figure out all the nonsense on it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise yeah. it's just gonna be crazy.
2: Yeah, I think this map played in P V C like ground style against ground style would be pretty fun. But I don't think any Toss is going to play ground style here because carries will be completely broken.
4: Uh, I think ground style creep could be quite an issue though. Because mm. the creep is gonna be so insane. What? Creep from mm-hmm. like it's so easy to creep on this map. It's actually insane. Yeah, but the fort is
2: pretty far away from the third, and there's a lot of area to drop as well. So I think you can. Uh, I could
4: drop. Him. Yeah, like. Yeah, I can, I can drop, drop
2: could be, be very good on this map. Any hundred prisms in general will be very strong. Yeah.
0: Okay, right. Let's move on to the last map. Then and wrap this section up on a ground. Anyone got something they want to
3: talk about on this? Mm. Seems like another hard T V Z map. Um unless you get vertical. Oh no wait yeah, vertical looks okay. It's so in like base. wind, I guess.
0: Mm. I like the in base. Yeah, it's interesting. This is like but uh
3: it's... I hate when they do this, it triggers me so much. They make like the in base, okay, great. But then they mess with the standard ramp. It needs four buildings instead of three. Oh, yeah, yeah that is annoying. I, I get so triggered by that. Why do they even still do that? All right, <laughs> ah, right. That's really bad for terror in TVC. Yeah, yeah, oh,
2: also going to be terrible in TVP.
5: Yeah. Oh. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think either way... And we got Kevin a... Abbey. I think already, Almost
3: though, Abbey this knows. was a veto in TVP, though. Because if you look at how far away the or how mm-hmm. close the bases are is like easy four bases for, for Protoss. yeah no drop space no liberator abuse i don't know seems like a bad map for terran in general mm-hmm.
2: yeah it seems All like right. a nice map for you to feed
3: him. yeah perfect
0: <laughs> anyone else got anything else i want to say or oh, we'll wrap this section up
1: that fucking ramp is annoying uh i didn't notice that until you pointed it out so yeah, now so on.
0: On it really right, feels I like <laughs> but like once you get to like Four bases on this map, aren't you just like you got I, I guess maybe it's the size of it I'm not understanding here. There's a is that a watchtower that's in like each quadrant? This yeah. must be much bigger yeah. than I think. Like yeah. between yeah, the three bases.
1: So first of all I hate watchtower. Um it's weird seeing it first of all the watchtower is so close to that. But I feel that if you figure out how to secure that ramp, I mean getting four bases, they all seem pretty easily defendable. Like they all um, seem very close yeah. together. Like the fourth might be a little, a little pushing it a little out of the way, but those three uh, first bases are pretty tight.
0: Yeah, I I'm just intrigued by this watchtower that like lets you see anything coming into your like right sides of the map. It's gonna be kind of interesting. All right, well we'll get to see how these play out. They go live in the next uh, day or so, I think. I think it's I think already it's live on the name. Is, it, yeah, is yeah. it? Tonight, I am is gonna be
4: on your maps apparently.
0: <gasps> I am. going to be on new maps, but uh, the qualifiers are old maps.
4: Oh, uh, the
2: qualifiers, sorry.
0: Yeah, Yeah, qualifiers are old maps. The actual
3: event will be new maps.
0: (laughs) We dodged a bullet there. I didn't practice them except one, (laughs) two. Yeah, backline (laughs) builds. All right. Well, that does bring us to a nice hour, and with that, Hostum and Optimus are going to be leaving us, and Fear gets to do the joys of doing the rest of the show. Because he's. He didn't come up with a good enough excuse, man. <laughs> so uh anything, let's go to the main man himself in the middle. Awesome. What have you got to say on an outro? Anything you want to shout out? Go for it.
2: <clears throat> yeah, sure. Shout out to the boys in the hood. One three one three seven, Vlading a holy represent. <laughs> no teams boys. I can do whatever I want now.
5: <laughs>
2: I don't give a shit. Thanks for uh, inviting me uh you like and I hope you have a, a nice evening. 3137,
0: flouting a whole investment. I again. And Optimus. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it is even worth like trying to top that or saying anything. No, I'm not even going to try. Thanks a lot for having me. And
3: uh, yeah, have a lot of fun. And you too, Lycan. And thanks for uh, everybody else who came on.
0: All right. Sweet. Well, the three of us, me, Lycan, like, and Fia will be back soon to talk about the rest of the topics today. We're basically just going to do general news. Uh, we've done maps now. So, general news, talk about Nation Wars a bit. Uh, we might be a bit under two hours, but uh, we'll just see where it takes us to. So we'll be back in about five minutes, because I've got to set up scenes once everyone gets kicked out of this call. So uh, we'll be back with that in just a bit. Of thanks to Optimus and Hobson for coming on. We'll be back in, again, about five minutes with our uh, second half of the show. See you guys soon. You're not going to blow your ears off as we return. Good. Went for a bit more of a gentle return rather than just everyone laughing when I the, uh, turn the volume back on. <laughs> What's up, guys? So... Um, Second half of the show, uh, we went through PVT a bit faster than I thought because everyone just agreed um, more than more than I thought they would. So we uh, covered the maps already. So the last kind of, I mean, we try and aim for two hours here on the show. Um, we'll probably be able to get close to it, but if not, it's no real problem. Of course, we'll just uh, see what we can uh, see what we can get done. So, Woo Echo, why is everyone saying Woo Echo? What's happened? Have I messed something up? Have I destroyed the chat? Have I destroyed the I don't know. Hold. I huh. hope not. I don't know how it is. I don't it. hear an echo. Oh, Either. maybe it was. Uh, you know what? I know what it is. It's on the break screen. I think I have the. Uh, I have my mic set in because I did something special with the audio last week. Um, And it, <laughs> it failed, so it didn't matter. But I forgot it was like that. So it should be good now. All right, cool. So we're going to talk about general news and stuff. Usually, we, I like to start the show with this, but uh, Harston originally couldn't actually come on for the full two hours. So we did the PVT discussion first, which made... Uh, a lot more sense so we're going to kick this off and this is kind of this is such a dumb topic to start on based on the fact that he's just left but we're going to talk about the invasion esports drama mm-hmm. um so invasion esports player harston major line pretty much everyone in invasion has left because they're missing money and basically their manager said he just stopped replying to everyone and just just hasn't replied to anyone anymore so they're missing money from like wcs uh, championship at montreal or something you know yes. one of those wcs championships uh, which and the reason they're missing money is it goes through the team and the team does it so that it doesn't get taxed as much because if you get taxed as an individual it takes way more money off then if the team gets taxed for it it's way less basically so they basically go through the put the money through the team and it's kind of similar to the uh, quantic situation way back when with hyun um only with i don't know what the money involved is here but they're missing money and uh this is kind of following on from the drama between Sebu and MVP slash Gumiho about owing him money as well from uh, a previous DreamHack like last year. That was drama we had earlier this year as well. So, I mean, there's not there's not too much to talk about outside of the fact that it sort of sucks that a team that was so fairly legit, you know, these guys have been getting paid salary or whatever for a while, you know, everything's been fine for a few years. And then Sebu, who's kind of like, you know, friends with everyone. I don't know if you guys have met Sebu ever. Um I mean I've met Sebu, I've hung out with him, played book, you know, played games, you know. He's been at home story cups and stuff and all the rest of it and he seems like, you know, always seems like a cool guy, then he just disappears into into nothingness. It's kinda like, well, you know, that happened, you know? It's uh kinda crazy. Like, so we're past this.
1: Uh, the crazy thing to me is the fact that people get their salaries <clears throat> sorry, not their salaries, their game winnings uh going through the uh these organizations without some sort of you know I don't, I don't know what their contract was like i don't know what it looked like but that feels really not something i would do even in this state of esports
0: so it's i mean harston touched so harston actually went on a show with Katz and talked about this a little bit and he touched and he said well it's sort of his fault in a way because he should have been able to see that something is wrong and contacted people sooner but the reason he does it is again because it kind of minimizes tax right but yeah, I it's think really what he, yeah, by a by a huge amount, like it makes a huge difference. But the thing is, like I think what Harstam also even said though, someone I had a discussion with well, I said it is that it's very easy just to set up your own business or company name. So for example, I know, I think I know UThermal has one. You know, he's basically Eufernal is Uthermal Gaming. So anything he wins goes to thermal Gaming, and it's the same as being like, you know, it's the same thing as your team. Like it doesn't get taxed the same way because it's going to gaming of e gaming instead of not shopping, right? So, it's one of these things where it's just kind of, I guess, a wake-up call, really, to kind of be like, hey, guys, pay a bit more attention, like, be a little bit more careful. Otherwise, you, get, uh, you might get scammed. I mean, it is sad, though, like, I thought we were past the days of teams kind of disappearing and losing money. Like, you know, I mean, when was the last time we had a scam like this, like... I say a scam. When was the scandal like this? I can't even think. Well,
1: I mean, like this. Um, what was yeah. it? uh well, I, Not fuck. What uh, team's name? Destiny. I can only remember
4: Quantic.
0: Quantic. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, oh I wait, think love Quantic your girlfriend. Team. Maybe. Love your girlfriend. Love your they girlf- were small, but I didn't know they did that much. <sighs> did they? Did they actually have drama, or were they just like? A uh, I think team the
4: organ uh, wait the owner just disappeared because he had heart issues or something and he took all the money for himself
0: right there, there was mean, some drama i don't remember exactly yeah it i, I it remember the it too. It, but... because the love your girlfriend was like the meme for a while you know it was like it was the meme of the you know for like a decent uh, portion of the starcraft 2 and every team after then was like oh my god is this another love your girlfriend meme like you know what i mean yeah. um I mean, there's only so much we can sort of, I mean, ideally we should have kept past him here, just to, we should have just done this part just before <laughs> he left, but, uh, I mean, it's just sort of sucky that it's happened, so, obviously Invasion Esports is kind of no more, maybe Sebu shows up and he's like, yo, I fell in a coma for like a month or two, something, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, 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 you know, something might have happened to him, but I just, no one can contact him, which is obviously kind of weird, so... Because he's
1: too busy driving his new, what was it, Ferrari? Or yeah, Porsche? that's the Porsche thing as
0: well. And... Like, it doesn't make sense for him to steal this money because to everyone that knows him, he's got money, right? And that's the thing. It's not just some shady organizer who's, like, started up their team. He's not a full-on Aldaris kind of guy. He flies some guy out to a Team mm-hmm. House, which is actually his basement or something, you know, and <laughs> all the rest of it because he wants him to buy beer. Like, this was, like, someone who was friends with a lot of people in the scene who... You know, he he was a regular at events who people knew, people drank with, and went to meals with. You know, like it's it doesn't uh, take it
1: was... a lot to lose a fortune, you know. I mean, I don't know what kind of money yeah, that, the guy was had. that was,
0: something uh, that was brought up as well back in the, on the Cats show. I think actually, the, if you want to kind of find out a bit more about this topic, definitely check out Cats show. Um, because I can you'll be able to find it on like Cats YouTube or something because I actually they had to him someone and they discussed it when he announced this um and it's probably just the best way for you guys to figure out a little bit more about what's going on or um all the rest of it so so yeah it's a situation
1: it always sucks it it makes it feel like you know esports isn't as mature as it would be to right i mean you know even just a year and a half ago i think it was we were hearing stuff about ninjas in pajamas having financial issues but they're still here you know so even these bigger esports organizations are um not immune to these type of issues it sucks i feel bad for the players you know you work your ass off to train and win these tournaments to go to these tournaments and compete and then to not get your prize money i mean aside from making a living you know that's something you earned and that trophy you know doesn't put food on the table so it it, it does suck
4: like uh the only thing i want to add to this is that i have- that i'm a little bit afraid of the future because uh right now there's a lot of players being seamless a shit ton of players actually and a lot of new teams being formed a lot of new teams picking up starcraft as well and i i just genuinely hope the community doesn't pick pick up every team as a scam now as a
0: potential scam right that's that was always my problem because i was always very defensive of like uh, for example one of the ones i was wrong on was apocalypse esports and that was kind of recent they didn't actually scam anyone of money like, they just died after, like, nine days. But as soon as it starts up, everyone's like, whoa, 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 new team? nuh oh They picked up, like, Major, Wellmu, Desra and a couple other guys. And everyone's like, whoa, 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 L-Y-G-F-V 2.0. Like, watch out. Who are these guys? And they, they like, I think, I'm pretty sure they sent Wellmu to Dreamhack. They paid from there. And then the day after, they just broke up. But they paid, like, you know. They maybe didn't pay the first month's salary, but they weren't a team long enough to maybe justify it. So... Like, I don't know, I think you got to put your faith behind some of these teams because some teams that are genuine have to start from somewhere, you know? It's like, uh, I guess this is this is also a bit of a controversial one, but is Ember? And I know it is Ember, this is a really weird one to talk about because is Ember have had all of this drama in the past of being hackers, of being boosters and stuff? And I don't think they deny that at this point, right? Because that's sort of something which is common knowledge. But more recently, like, they've been fairly legit. Like, some of their, they're kind of a big clan kind of thing, but they also have, like, a pro team. And they get a little bit of shit because they're BM and stuff and whatever. And they picked up Guru. But, I mean, for a team like them, like, picking up Guru is kind of a smart move. He's a good player who can get them some results and some vision and gets people talking about them. Like, yeah, I mean, in terms of creating a good, like, vision of your team, it might not be the best pickup. But it's you know it's somewhere to start, and now they're picking up like Armani and Forte, and everyone's just like, "God damn it, why is Imba scamming these Koreans?" Like, the last time I heard, is Imba pay all of their players whenever they're meant to be paid. Like, if that's what's agreed, they pay out. And yeah, they might be shady, yeah. but you can't just start going like, "Oh, Armani, don't don't do it, don't join this team." Like, if this guy's getting paid he's getting paid. Like, you got to give guys, you know, some of these teams... I know, like, Izemba's kind of a weird example because they have been a bit shadier in the past, for example. But you've got to give them a chance sometimes. Like, you know, if Isimba want to turn a new leaf and to pick up Guru and Armani and Forty is that new leaf, like, step back. At least give them, like, a month before you slate them, you know, and let them fuck yeah. up before you slate them again for past things, you know? Um. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead.
4: Uh, yeah, I also think, like, uh, specifically Reddit, or rather the community yeah, as a whole, I mean, yeah. is underestimating uh, the player's intelligence to choose his own team as well. I, and think I mean, specifically, the players think, the players right. think a lot about that team, think a lot about potential scams and stuff, and the incidents are so rare. And specifically, if you look at Invasion's case, they're so not understandable. They don't make mm-hmm. any sense, they're not supposed to happen. And yeah. it, was for, it was like, it's very likely actually that Sable actually didn't do it on purpose as well, if you go by facts. Um, I, I have a tough time uh, dealing with the community about this topic actually, because I think uh, specifically the, the, the foreign players, like somebody like Harsten, if, if, if I may take him as an example, would put a lot of thoughts behind him joining in your team. And uh, I I just love to see a bit more support for the choice the players make from the community, actually, instead of pure hate on the team trying to scam away the players or trying to fool them or whatever.
1: Okay. So the one thing I would say, I want to go back to just what you said about every time someone creates a new team or a new team shows up, that first thing is, where's the money come from? You know, is is this a scam? People start overanalyzing it. And they do it with tournaments too. We're going to talk about WESG. Um, Yeah. Yes. And, and things like that, like these tournaments come up and you wonder who's paying the money. Like why is someone putting $400,000 into Starcraft rather than thinking, fuck yeah, man. I mean, you see the post on Reddit. Yeah, they're excited. But at the same time, there's always that baseline skepticism that comes from years of people doing really stupid and shady shit.
0: Elsker in the chat says, I think, I think to be honest, a lot of people find Izimba weird with their signings because they don't understand how Izimba are affording it, which is exactly what we are just saying. Like They're like, well, where's the money coming from? you got to realise, like, pretty much the majority of esports teams that start up nowadays probably don't start with sponsors and all the rest. They start because someone has an initial investment or an interest and they have money to spend, and their sort of hobby is having an esports team. And yes, because it's a hobby, they may not take it as seriously, and that may be where the issues arise, but... You know, it's it's still one of those things like it's got to, you know, certain teams have to start somewhere. Not everyone starts being sponsored by Razer and, you know, the esports clothing. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta start yeah. somewhere. Like, the money's gotta begin somewhere. It's, it, it's one of those things I could rant about for a while because it's yeah. one of the things I feel the community has a right to be doubtful of, but the more doubtful they are in the way that they're being doubtful, they're being, like, aggressively doubtful, you know? And by being aggressively doubtful, they're like, making a bad energy around this sort of topic, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I, I agree as well. Um, I'm ready to move on to the next topic if you guys Yeah, are. let's do it. Sure. Alright, so Root has take, taken on a new player. This is Hero, not Hero. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, they have taken on Hero. It's another Korean coming to a North American team, or just in general, they not korean team which has been a trend that we've been seeing a little more and more and it's exciting always when a good player gets a good home um but yeah he's going to root root has been a bed uh for a lot of players throughout the years where people have come and gone come again and gone and come again and i mean he seems to be happy where he is Uh, it's an exciting pickup for the team and he's going to continue playing in the gsl so that, that's another thing to think about. One of the issues and the concerns before is, you know, everyone wanted region lock because they did not want Koreans coming to the scene and taking over spots, you know, being that dominant force where you come to a tournament and then you have that one Korean that's going to, you know, waylay everyone. 2016 was a year, though, where we saw that didn't always happen. You know, your PULTS, your HYDRAs, these people that uh, were dominating tournaments were proven to be not invincible. Thank you, Neib and those like him. So now we have Hero though. He's going to keep playing in GSL, um, and then any potential foreign tournaments he's allowed to play in. So that that's exciting, and it's exciting exposure for the North American
0: scene. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm I'm part of Root, um, which a lot of people don't know, but uh, I'm part of Root. And when he got announced, I think everyone in the team was very excited. He was very excited when he like joined the, uh, you know, joined the Skype group and everything, which is always really cool. He was like, Yo, hi, hi, hi. And he's like, my English so bad, but hello, I love you and stuff like this, so that was really cool to see. I was, I'm, I mean, he was such a cool, like, seems like such a cool guy, he's a very lovable player. I think it's a great pickup for Root, because he's the sort of player, he's very marketable. And uh, I imagine they're going to be very happy together, you know, I feel as though they're going to be, um, I feel as though it's going to be a good match. Um, and as people are saying in the chat, I think the one thing we've got to mention here is the, <laughs> the announcement video was so good. Um, it was so sick. I just played it on the stream, but without sound, it just isn't. It just isn't there because the sounds really, the song really makes it as well. It's uh, it's good. I like it though. It's um,
1: yeah. It's so I mean, you know, there's not t- too much to say about it. I mean, yeah, exactly. Another really good player coming to North America. Uh, unfortunately for Gemini, it's not the other hero.
0: But... Yeah, that's true he isn't <laughs> actually yeah. moving to north america he but he will uh i think he's not going to move to north america he's going to stay in korea but he's going go to go to like... is he really yeah yes with calozo okay, and uh, hydra oh that's
4: cool
0: well that is pretty cool it's well cool. yeah i mean but i mean the thing is even just being on a foreign team gives you more exposure and opportunities in foreign events anyway like even if you're not going to move out here like you still have more chance to get invited to something or more chance to kind of get invited, even online stuff, you know? So I think that's uh, really cool. It just makes him more accessible as a player being on a foreign team. Yeah, I think... Uh, that's,
4: i think...
0: Uh... finished. No, Sorry. no, I, I was just going to say I think that's really cool.
4: Um, I think the the sickest thing um, there is for, that, for, for hero joining Root is uh, when I look at what Root made out of Hydra, like, before he was right. just another Korean, you know, and now he's, like, one of the sickest personalities. He's Dong Wang, man. Yeah, he's, he's really sick. Like, he's just ba- basically him learning English, him being on another level as a player as well, winning a lot more, having enjoying his time with Root, Root getting a lot of exposure with him. Likewise, Hydra getting a lot of exposure with Root. I think uh, it's, it's a perfect fit, and I'm really excited for the future, especially if Hero... Uh, Takes a step to North America, which he wants to do. At uh, I think he wants to go over one time to go to I am most likely. That's at least I, I have in, my, in mind.
0: Yeah, I think if uh, basically I think what they said is like if he if he has like a global tournament coming up or somewhere where it makes sense for him to go to the root house first, he would go to the root house. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that's something more likely to be like DreamHack Austin than a European event because uh, Austin isn't uh,
4: isn't Austin circuit though. No?
0: Right, okay, sorry. But, like, I imagine every event that's in America, yeah, not uh, Katowicea, you know? I, know I think I think the idea is, they don't want to say it outright, but I think the idea is BlizzCon, you know? I think mm. that's the sort of, <laughs> you know, because Blizz- actually it would work out really nice, because, I mean, the root house is really close to BlizzCon, so it'd be really sick for him. Um, <laughs> It's not so close to where they play the initial week, if they do, like, the first week. But uh, that'd be cool. I think that's what they're... Uh, they're hoping for and that's what they're hoping he comes over for. But again, like, I think if there's like an opportunity that makes sense, he would uh kind of join. Um, actually, brings us on to you quite nicely. Good, good point here. For you. I like this because I am Katowice has been announced. Good job. That is this guy. Is he trying to so take our jobs? Man. I think we need to kick him off before he uh, takes us over. Like, and like, this is uh crazy. <laughs> Ouch. Um, I mean, yeah, I am kind of Vzer, it and it's uh, gonna be a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar tournament, an open bracket global event with good old server qualifiers back once again. It's kind of back to what i am kind of what IEM used to be um honestly IEM used to be this event where you would have so uh, the only difference is actually now it's server qualifiers, so anyone can try and qualify, but you must play the games on that server. So, for example, Europeans can qualify. Most, you know, you, Anyone can play in the European qualifier, but the Koreans probably have a tough chance because it's really you know, bad ping for them, right? So that's kind of the idea. Um, but it means that the NA qualifier is going to be stacked with Koreans and Europeans, and it's going to be absolutely brutal. So it's kind of like one of these events where the NA qualifier becomes the most stacked qualifier, because not only do you have all the Koreans playing in it, but you also get all the top Europeans playing it as well. So... But it's, uh, that's kind of the one difference. I mean, IEM always used to be this event with multiple qualifiers, which paid for your trip. And then there was also an open bracket at the venue, which they never really made that big of a deal of. But I think yeah. that might change this time around a little bit with uh, how they run it. So, I mean, I remember the open bracket. They they cast the open bracket, but it always seemed to be one of these things that was like... I mean, as it is, it's like a preview to the event. But the open bracket really seems like large special's got two days of its own this time. So it's uh, it's looking to be really sick. I mean... I mean, I'm just going to throw it to fear. I mean, what's this sort of event mean for you? I mean, obviously, it's a global event, so it's a bit different to like a circuit event. um, And you can still go to circuit events. But do you think it's cool from your perspective to be able to compete in a completely open bracket compared to like a circuit bracket?
4: I think uh, it's absolutely perfect, to be honest. Uh, I think it's really good for the state where StarCraft is in right now. Um, Because if you think about the pros in declining a bit and losing players, it's gonna motivate a lot more lesser players to play in those open-bracket events. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I love the trend going to circuit events being open-bracket as well. I think, for example, if I take myself as an example, those server qualifiers are always really brutal. Usually you would you would have to go through like five tough, tough, tough opponents, n- like Snoot, Neep, no, not Neep, sorry, like Snoot, Showtime, a Hauston, uh, a Marine Lord, you know? And now it's just, like, you have a good run in a tournament. You 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 maybe get one or two good opponents, but you still get some money. Like, it, it might not be, like, 3,000 right. or whatever, but it's, like, 600, I believe, for round yeah. of 44. Yeah, round of 44,
0: is, 600.
4: Which is really amazing for for an aspiring pro gamer like me. Which I think I start... it's like...
0: It must be, mm-hmm. like, sorry, Ginger, but just to kind of quickly clarify for people, like, what is round of 44? I, if I'm not mistaken, that's sort of, like... Um, mm-hmm. It's like I think you win like two best of threes, more or less, and you're in round of forty-four, more or less, right? Yeah, I think so. It's 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 uh, around there. Like you have to, if it's double E after the first set of elimination matches, you're in like round uh, of. I'm.
4: I'm not sure if it's double limb or groups. Though.
0: Okay. Uh, like, do you might, remember this like weird system
4: second. I am always had with the groups? But Consists weird, of four like double E brackets B, of sixteen
0: players each. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay.
4: Yeah, but anyway, to come okay. back to the point, I Sorry. think it's really good for anyone who's aspiring to become a pro. I think it's a really good step forward, and I'd obviously love to compete in
0: it. Well, the one thing that's actually... Uh, so I have some teammates that wanted to go and play and uh, you know, compete, and I was going to go to Karavitsa too to not play, but I was just going to go for Karavitsa. But uh, the one question we have is, they just announced information today about signing up, but how many people are actually going to sign up? Because obviously a 64-player open bracket sounds pretty large, But when it's a global open bracket, like it's open to everyone, I do wonder, even though the Koreans don't necessarily have teams to support them to get there, I wonder how many of them still fly themselves out. Because I imagine a lot of the top Koreans who don't qualify will have money to get themselves out. But even a lot of the other Koreans, like, you know, you think about If you're a Korean player going to this event, I mean, Korean flights are expensive, right? But we're talking about... Well, top 44 is 600, so even if you go and you don't hit, you know, if you hit top 44, which as a Korean you're probably very easily expected to do, it's still at least going to be playing for like half your flight, right? So that's a pretty safe, like it's not, what I'm trying to say is that it seems as though it's an event which might be very affordable for Koreans to get out to, because there's at least some reward back, and even if they lose money, they can say, well, hey, yeah, I lost some money, but hey, I got mm-hmm. to go to Katowice, I got to play in a tournament here, and that's always good. And it's that chance of going all the way as well, obviously. like Yes, it's a bit of a risk, but because they pay out so early into the tournament, it's not as much of a risk as it maybe used to be to apply <coughs> to these events, where you didn't get paid until like top eight or something. So yeah, I think the price sure. was really... I mean, it's exactly the same situation for you, for example, where you say you get a couple of good opponents and you've got $600. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, it helps you to support a game. It justifies it. So I do wonder how stacked this is going to be and how full it's going to be because I could genuinely see this being, like, full of reputable names, like, pro names that, you know, you've got these players. I, like let, let me just say, for example, like, what I'm saying is that I think it's going to be full of play- names which casual players would mostly recognize. Yeah, I think so. Too. You know what I mean? Like, because you can get these open brackets and, like, DreamHack Rounded 96 and around well, not just at 96 so much, but, like, DreamHack Rounded 64 is stacked. But the casual players don't realize that they say like the couple of pros that they know, and they're like, "Oh, well, they're favorites." But the reality yeah, is, these pros exactly. are playing against people who they play against on ladder and lose to sometimes, right? So mm. I think this is going to be really interesting to see how stacked it is and to see just who signs up. So kind of yeah, insane, man.
1: One thing I, I want to say is I don't think we've ever had that kind of a prize pool before, right? Um, um like for for no, I think BlizzCon is usually what Two hundred yeah. But-
4: but it's, wait, it's
1: 100,000
4: for the first at IM, right? Yeah. Oh, is that, so, you know what? Yeah, it's not 250 for the first.
1: But I mean, that's yeah. what thats what CSGO was at, right? CSGO for, for the last couple of years before they upped it to a million. Yeah. The baseline major was. It's uh, a,
0: I mean, it's a really solid amount of money. I think we've seen prize it's, it's actually insane. I think money. I think Katavitsa, kind of because they did 100K winner takes all, right? So yeah. they've done that before and that was just 100k so 250k is a lot Yeah. Um, like like you said like i think the blizzcon prize pools upwards towards that sort of level it's like and i think it was 200k this
4: year uh, last year i
0: mean someone in the chat will fix this but it is a large prize pool. i think that's the point we're getting yeah, at. Um, <laughs> yeah for sure. you know this is a large prize pool um to put it into perspective the circuit events this year 100k prize pool overall per event for the Dreamhack Austin and so on. No one. <laughs> no. I think it is. I think they're, uh I think like Dreamhack Austin's a hundred k overall and stuff like that, for example. So. Yeah, uh, so yeah, Wait, I think. I can you, do the math if you want. Cool. <laughs> well, it's it's some. God damn it! I'm all, over, I'm all over the place now. Whatever. Either way, it's um, it's a sick prize pool. So. So yeah, it's uh. 100k first place i mean that is blizzcon level right yeah
4: for sure yeah yeah it is blizzcon actually
0: (laughs) yeah it's basically blizzcon prize pool um like i like i think blizzcon prize pool is a bit yeah i think it more or less is blizzcon prize pool because like it's even more i think yeah, you know what It would be really easy to do, just to open up the Blizzcon Liquipedia, like... <laughs> yeah, well, you're the host, not me. Yeah, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> I'm getting this there, boys. I'm taking some action to actually figure something out. God damn it. Why is it never simple to find the right page? Recent events, global playoffs and finals. Price pool, 500,000 was Blizzcon. Oh, oh right! Fuck. BlizzCon this year was two hundred k first place. I completely forgot about that. All oh, right. Yeah, it changed. Two hundred k for first place. The last year was different. Though. Yeah, the before. last year was two hundred fifty then. And now. Yeah, it's, they doubled it's the
4: price pool.
0: Right, I forgot that. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are getting there. We're figuring it out. In 2015, first place was 100,000. It was 250,000. So, this is like the prize pool of a 2015 BlizzCon. I was going to say, like, there's no way they make the prize pool of the global event bigger than BlizzCon, right? Like, that would have made no sense at all. It would have been insane, man. Yeah, that would have been really insane. So yes, BlizzCon is 500k. So, this is 250. But that is like what BlizzCon was in 2015. Like, yeah.
4: Of that and I think the really sick thing is so.
0: the spread, you know, the spread of it. So it's nice. I mean, overall, I mean, I know this isn't our topic, but overall, I feel this year has been, or this year is set up to be a really cool year of StarCraft, where we've got a lot of healthy online stuff um, from multiple organizers, which is really awesome, and we've got a good amount of online, of offline live events that aren't too many for the players to play in. It, it just feels really healthy this year.
1: Yeah. I, uh, I I think uh you know I always like the idea. Uh, I know that there are a lot of reasons this couldn't work, but I like the idea of um oh sorry. Um I like the idea of an online event that does like points but it like serious points, right? Like where it plays into WCS right. somehow.
0: Ah! Sorry. <laughs> what was that?
4: What, that I was feel- the random autistic moment of the street. Uh,
1: phase, uh, phase one. Oh, phase one. No, no, no. They won. They won the round. Uh, for
4: fuck's <laughs> sake.
0: God damn it! You see right, us. Anyway. You see us <laughs> people. Can't get so, them.
1: Yeah, I, I think that uh, it would be really cool if we had some more. And I thought about this with the Lycan League, um, back when we, they were talking about ways to go for 2016, and I just really thought that you could really strengthen the online scene, and you could have even compensated in 2016 for the lack of. Uh, in-person events for the Korean scene, right? So you had the SSL and you had the GSL. You only had, you know, the the uh, two seasons that we had. You could have had an online uh, an online event that had much less points given for WCS, but it's something that made it worth it for them to do, and it still gave them a little bit of money and something to do between uh, between their term in the GSL and the SSL. Maybe kind of restrict it, you know. So once you make if you made it to one of those, you couldn't, compete if you were in both of those, you couldn't compete in this one. Something to allow
0: the, the lesser is, player. Like, I mean, I, I get it, but like the thing is, like, there's so much online stuff right now, like, without the need of that, like, especially in Korea, because this is what I was saying. The problem with Korea was Korean players weren't allowed to play in online events, right? So guess yeah. what? No one ran Korean events, because why would we run Korean events to have the same six players? Not a good players, but we see them every week. Like, you know, it's the same matchups every week, basically. Now, you can run a Korean event, and you get... I mean, yesterday I had Byun versus Zest in the finals of $100. Yeah, literally, like a GSL you, you know what I mean? Like, they're allowed to play in these events, and they want to play in these events. So now... There is a lot of events in Korea. I mean, there is Base TV Star League. I've got the Wadi TV Weekly. The Leifeng Cup is coming back. The SGL Cup is coming back, which is, like, not necessarily Korean-only, but it's quite Korean-dominated. Like, that is literally... There's a Limo League as well. How could I forget? You know, that's literally... You could not actually spread all of those out into different days. They actually overlap. That's how much online stuff there is to play in. On Korea, I actually think the European scene needs more online stuff this year because the event organizers are just saying, you know, I, I mean, I'm, I'll say it myself. Why would I put a hundred dollars in to run an event on Europe, which gets five hundred to thousand viewers, when I can run an event on Korea that gets one and a half, two and a half thousand viewers? Because they just have the better players. That people want to watch. This is a good topic for another time, because I think we should keep... It- you're we gotta, triggering me you know, other things diving, <laughs> That's I, insane. I, I, I know, but it's true. Like, that's the thing. Like, you've got to think that, about that's viewership. That's
4: the fact with what you're triggering me.
0: It's not yeah. true, but... Sure. It's, but, but what I'm saying is, like, I think this... What I'm just trying to say is, like, this year for StarCraft 2 feels very healthy, because StarCraft 2 is a game that can survive online, because it's easy to run stuff online for it. It doesn't need a large prize pool, because it's a 1v1 game. You know? And that's really good. And with a good amount of offline events as well, boom. I think this year's going to be really good. Anyways, Lycan, take us away from this. Save All Alright, what
1: are we going to next? Um, The Korean players dominate WESG. So this might be a little preview of what we're going to see coming up in uh, uh, IAM Katowice. But, you know, Koreans got to come in and compete uncontested. They did do regional qualifiers, but uh, my web browser screwing up for a second so I, I can't scroll down on the uh, so
0: I think basically uh, everyone said like the real final the real event was the uh, not even the Asia Pacific qualifiers because that was only TY and Maru anyway but the mm-hmm. actual Korean qualifier which was played all the way back on October 15th and had I mean it had like TY innovation semifinals Maru, you know, it had everyone in it it was just a massive open bracket Korean event and all the Koreans played And, you know, they had, like, beyond Zest in the second round, for example. So, you know, this this was kind of one of those events where it was always going to be dominated by... It wasn't necessarily always going to be dominated by the Koreans. In fact, with only two Koreans going, it had more chance to be dominated by non-Koreans, right? Yeah. But Mm -hmm. the Koreans ended up dominating, is kind of the storyline, I guess. I Uh, mean, and
1: there's some koreans ty has been yeah. good for a while and maru's maru even if he didn't make it to blizzcon last year that was more just a circumstance of the uh or a product of circumstance rather than a lack of Maru's skill because we very much know what he is what do you think
4: hmm. well i have a tough time with ag- with agreeing on that koreans were dominating this tournament well actually
1: they so
0: uh, so ty did lose to colors there right he lost to Kalazur 2-0 and he also dropped a map to Showtime and he also dropped a map to Cham. But then they went into the playoffs, and in the playoffs, i us bring it up on the uh on the screen. In the playoffs, Mari went 3 against Mario went 10-0 in groups. He went 3-0 against Scarlet then in the quarters and 3-0 against Showtime. And TY went 3-0 Stefano and 3-0 Neep to get to the finals. Yeah, but so, um, Sure, go ahead. I was just gonna say, like, I I feel as though the groups were kinda close, but like when it came to it. Like these guys were just above the rest of the playing field when it came to like the playoff day.
4: Yeah, but um, I feel like Mauro against Scarlet was, was the only series where could, we could really see that the uh, Koreans were dominating. Okay. Uh, but I, I only think you can take that one, actually, because uh, Neep against. Uh, was it Neep against TY and Mauro against Showtime? Yes. Yeah, I believe it was that way. Uh, first of all, Terran imbalance. I, I, I want to play that card right here because I think actually Showtime. And Nee both have been very, very impressive against Koreans the last few months. And now uh, they, they are literally outclassed by Terran. Like, I don't see both of them winning ever against a Korean Terran. While they beat Korean tosses they beat Korean Zergs as well. Uh, on, the, on the same note, like, um, TY3 or Stefano. Stefano is in a very good shape again, but yet not, a, not one of the great foreigners. So you so, think... It-
1: I'm just sorry, real quick, on Stefano. You think he's in good shape? Like, you think very good
4: shape actually, okay. but not not yet on the top top level. But w- what I dislike like the most about this is that like everyone on on the community is like rubbing their hands. You know, now nah, we have been saying this for a year now. The, the foreigners <laughs> will suck again. You know, it has been only this one event, and then one more, and then one more, and then one more where they did well. But now, you know. Like, I just fucking hate the mindset. I I really can only disagree with everything that's been said about
0: this. I I completely, I, I sort of agree, because actually, like, it's one event. It's, like, it's not the end of the world. And the thing is, what really sucked, I think, was that people were like, oh, my God, why just give the Koreans free money? And the thing is, like, that's not what this event is trying to accomplish. Like, if you, I went to WSG in Brazil, and you can tell that this event is about being, like, sort of the olympics of esports in a way you know it's about representing your country they don't you know they don't care that they are not bringing you the best lineup ever for the grand finals they care about the storylines of the countries against each other and who can represent latin america who can represent europe who can go to the global state you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and they you know they set it up like that like the introduction was we're gonna walk in with, you know, each player from all the countries, like, here's China, and the Chinese players walk in and stuff. Like, it was set up like that, and I think that's one of the things I think that on uh, on Reddit really just never kind of came across to a lot of people, you know? It was never designed to be IEM Katowice. It wasn't designed to be BlizzCon. It was designed to be an event where we see the very best people from this region and this region and this region come together. And I think it did that, honestly. I mean, I wouldn't say that this was an uninteresting event because it wasn't staffed with Koreans. I thought the games were great. But I think it missed a lot of people's kind of, you know, where people, a lot of people just didn't take it for what it should have been taken for.
1: I agree with that. Yeah. I also think it was All an right. odd, it was just like an odd event. Like we, it was announced that we didn't hear a lot about it. And then. You know, a little bit of stir up with well, the, i
0: mean they the the organization left a lot, left a lot to be desired i'm pretty sure they booked casters. i mean i know they booked casters within like you know two or three days before the events like Jesus. i mean i mean i literally got told on like sunday that i would that i could go and cast in brazil i got on a plane on like tuesday or wednesday you sunday, know, like sunday sunday yeah it was pretty it is pretty intense <laughs> right we agree with that. TY, fantastic yep. finals. If anyone didn't see that finals, go watch the finals. If you don't watch anything else, go watch the finals. Because I know it's TVT and everyone's like, TVT. But, like, incredible finals. I mean, that's yeah. the finals people dream of. So,
1: yeah. Um, and it was a better event than we, you know, now hopefully in uh, in three months, six months, we don't hear, hey, WSG has not paid a shit. But, you know, it's ran by
4: Alibaba. It's, you know. It's,
0: yeah, they're, they're paying. They the, have they're paying. Like, I. I can confirm that. Wait, wait.
4: Stuff. Wasn't the controversial about WCA,
0: though? WCA w- was controversial.
4: WESG
0: or WCA? WCA? was controversial.
4: Yeah, yeah I w- think WESG was... Because Nurchio didn't
0: points. go to WCA because he didn't get paid for the year before. Something. And all the Liquid players. Yeah, something like that, yeah. yeah. yeah so it's always good
1: when someone new comes to the scene and actually does is right by the players and talent. Yeah. Alright,
0: so, yeah, what's next, 40%? we are gonna whack us into some fun drama. Guru has now received a lifetime ban from all base trade TV. Oh, yeah, Fia loves this one. From all base yeah. trade TV events. Um, so, what happened here is, first of all, Guru got temporarily banned from base trade events. And the reasoning was, because Guru's a bit of a controversial guy, and there's been accusations of him stream cheating, there's been accusations of him. Not doing tournaments, but like doing on ladder and stuff like stream cheating, like you know doing daft things, saying some pretty stupid shit, and so he got uh, as far as I'm aware, he got temporarily banned because it was a pre it was like a preemptive measure to temporarily ban him before he caused shit in base trades tournaments, which is which was debatable, you know, I think uh, well, you know they're well within their right to ban him, and I could see why, but they even said like in the tournaments. He's behaving like he hasn't actually done anything bad in their tournaments. They just wanted to make sure he wasn't going to do something bad, you know. And they said like, if three, you know, pro players can come out and vouch for him, he can play again. So it came to the tin qualifiers, and in the tin qualifiers, Guru decided he was still banned temporarily, and so he decided to play on a Smurf, and he got figured out, and so BayesTrade banned him for life, which is understandable because if he, you know, if he went for a massive run through the winner bracket or something. And then they find out, you know, fortunately they found out after he knocked out, out like, one person, then went to the loser's bracket, then they found out. But if they found out after he knocked out, like, seven people, they've got to replay a qualifier, which is a massive pain in the ass. So, the big, the kind of, the drama is the fact that was he meant, you know, should he have been banned in the first place? You know, should he have been banned in the first place, or, I mean, what's, I'm interested to hear Fear's opinion on Guru, because everyone has vastly different opinions on Guru, what's, I want to hear what Fear has to say.
4: Um, yeah, I think the, the first ban was not reasonable by Baystraight TV. I specifically think the, the, the restriction I made that the free pro gamers vouch for him was very, 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 I can't go around the word retarded. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, cause Guru isn't very liked in the pro scene at all. So he doesn't get, I, I didn't think it was fair for him cause I wouldn't vouch for him cause I, personally dislike him so but a lot of people think like that Guru's a a bit of a weird weirder guy in the scene not 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 necessarily a bad guy just weird hard to talk to Uh, but but not a bad guy you know he he might be the nicest guy in the world that I wouldn't know so I I don't want to I don't want to judge him here I just want to say that the the first band was it should have been a temporary band with a time limit so like, for example, a month or two, that would have been... I'm not even sure if that would have been reasonable, but it would have been more reasonable, at least. And then, uh, I, I think Guru's decision to play on a smurf was obviously stupid and obviously wrong. But on the, on the same side, I can understand it as, as a... Frust- he was very frustrated, probably, like... They are literally taking away all, all his possibilities to play in tournaments there's this big qualifier coming off of, of one of the new, bigger online events, and he can't play because he doesn't have a chance, basically. Um, so,
1: I, I look at it, it's a tough thing, right? There, there are a few nuances to that situation where you got to wonder, you know, how do we, how do we feel about this? I agree that, um, I don't really know the full circumstances of the, of the first situation, but I've heard a lot of people that I respect say that it was kind of, you know, not deserved that first ban. Um, or at least the the severity of it and whatnot. But then you know to circumvent it, you got to put the blame on, on Guru, right? You took the risk regardless of the how you ended up in that situation. You took the risk, and now punishment came. But then there's a the part of me that's you know sympathetic. I'm like, I don't know Guru. What's Guru's circumstances at home? You know, is this uh, is winning these tournaments or competing in these tournaments have a significant impact on his livelihood? You know, did he lose out a lot of money for an unfortunate circumstance where he shouldn't have been put in? in general, so he was just trying to get around it to, you know, make ends meet. Like I don't know his situation, so there, if it was just, well, fuck, I want to play in tournaments, then I, I kind of have trouble feeling bad for him, other than the fact that he shouldn't have had the first ban, maybe.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So, like to come to a result, if I, if I would judge the ban, I would think uh, it's... it's it's, it's a really tough situation. I'd like to compare it to the IBA power case, <laughs> if, you, if you both are familiar with it. I think there's no right or wrong here. Like both perspectives are uh, like, somebody did something wrong, but the punishment is too big, but on the same on the same side, the, if the punishment is too low, the integrity is kind of gone from base straight TV, right? Which is yep. the same as both in that case. So I literally think it doesn't matter what they are doing. It's gonna be something wrong, in in some kind of perspective. So, I, I don't want to sit here and say, "Hey, get Guru back in." I don't want to sit here and say, "Hey, it's completely right." I just can't. The only thing I can say, I can't judge it. I think there's been mistakes on both sides. while Guru's one are obviously weighing a bit more, or massively more, to say the least. Uh, but there, but on the same side, m- myself as a player, I see his frustration. I see where it's coming from, and I'm and I'm. I want him back as a player, but as, as a person, I want him gone, if that makes any sense. Like, I mean, it's very tough for me as well. I, I think I, as an
0: event organizer, I think once he smurfs when he's temporarily banned, you have to ban him, because that is messed up. So it kind of comes down to the first ban in the first place. It's one of those messed up situations that's kind of sad on... Uh, just It's just kind of unfortunate the way it played out. Like, And maybe it shouldn't have played out like this, but the way it did play out... like. What can you do in the end, I guess? All right, let's keep moving on along to kind of.
1: All right, first. let's fucking talk about something happy, right? Yeah. I can't find the video because it wasn't a major part of the of the thing, but there was a video of me back in 2015 on the late game saying, you know what would be fucking awesome if there was a voice pack with Total Biscuit telling you that you're in <laughs> because you're running out of middle rules or you're supply blocked. And I tell you what, man, it happened. There is a voice pack now where biscuit has more lines than anything else. I think he says things in places where uh, the regular game voice pack just kind of recycles um, recycles messages and all that. He's very specific, he's very snarky, he's very much just John fucking Bane, man. And it's wonderful. 790-something? $790 799? 749, I think.
0: 749,
1: right. Uh, definitely get it. it. It's well worth it. If you want a, more of a preview than The Giving Game, because I only think they give you a few, Of the items. If you want a better preview, go to Nathanius's uh, YouTube channel, and it might be still on the front page of Reddit. But he does a video where he goes through the plays a game of Terran, and it's just John constantly
0: talking because he. I'm gonna. I'm gonna quickly play a couple of the clips that they added in the preview, just so people get a quick idea. Your supply blocked. Might as well GG now. You guys can't hear this, obviously. You guys just sit. Yep. Your (laughs) SCVs can't mine when they're dead. We must place that on creep well you do i'll just watch they're pretty fun i think this is the thing like uh so they've added in a few announcers lately which is you know when i say announcers they are these um basically it's it's exactly the same as this where they replace kind of the standard voice lines with players you know from people from the law so, yeah, can I get like I like, I don't know what you can get, like, an if I don't think... I, it's not my sort of cup of tea, honestly, but... It's... You can replace, like, with Abathur and stuff, saying things. So, this is the first one that's, like, an actual person doing it. It's, kind of, it's really funny. Like, actually, some of his lines are kind of uh, kind of hilarious, honestly. So, they're uh, they're fun. I think it's fun. This is the sort of thing that kind of gets people to put some money to StarCraft because it's fun, and... Yeah, I, I can see... I mean, it's not something I would rush out and buy, because it's, for me, like... I, I mean, the thing is, I'd probably buy it just to complete my set, right? <laughs> okay, I'm the odd one out. I think it's fun. It's just for me. I, I I just like to play the game and try and be bad some more, you know. I don't need total biscuit to tell me I'm bad. I know it already. But it is fun. But it isn't something I rush out for. I'd rush out to buy a portrait to collect it, you know. Because I'm that's that's my sort of thing. <laughs> but but I mean, Fia, you you obviously like it. Do you use a, a an announcer in the game?
4: Ah, uh, no. I don't. No. Because there's one simple reason. I can't pay online, because I'm not 18 yet. And my parents don't have an option either. Else I'd, buy, I'd fucking buy it. I would have bought the 16 portraits from, from the BlizzCon as well, but I legitimately can't.
1: Um, Wardy is saying that the in-game store is not the or not worthy. Revenge Toaster says, the in-game store is not the same as the shop in the browser. Oh, is that saying like you get a different portrait for the browser? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Either way, go out Either there and way. buy it. I'm get not it.
0: being paid by Blizzard to say that. Buy that shit. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, it's something that you can buy to sports starcraft. It is fun, and uh, and yeah, cool. Total biscan answer done. All right, so I wanted to add one thing in quickly. So. We were going to talk a bit about Nation Wars, but we actually filled uh, the time pretty well anyways. So, uh, we're not going to... I mean, Nation Wars was won by the Koreans. It was some good series. I highly advise you go watch them. It was StarCraft. And it was highly entertaining. Just before, though, we uh, wrap up, I want to do one little extra thing which we uh, didn't well, originally uh, have planned. We're
1: going to do this fucking fine. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow. Stream banned. Never getting it back. over. Le body 2017. Oh. Oh. but uh, what we are going to uh, show you guys is not uh, lewd pictures of Lycan, but uh, a teaser that was posted by uh, Spo TV or Spo Games, whatever the I can never remember what they're called exactly. But this was a teaser posted, and well, basically people reckon it's uh, Spo TV games. We don't know what it is, but it starts with a countdown, which starts on the kind of the last day of the Star League fi- of the last Star League finals. And then it ends in 26th of January. So apparently, there might be something coming up from T V Games a new StarCraft tournament, a new Star League. Anyone kind of got exciting. any speculation? I know Fia was me and Fia talked a little bit about this before, and he had some uh, interesting ideas <laughs> as to what he might think it is. Do you think it's going to be. Bro- fear said it's going to be Brood War. Like, what a spoiled sport. <laughs> He's like, oh yeah, this cool thing is just going to be Brood War.
4: Yeah, I said it might be Brood War. Yeah. I'm, af- I'm afraid it's Brood War. Like, now there's a lot of hype. But it would be logical for the Korean Ceno or rather, Casper, to go into Brood War again.
1: So, uh, listen, guys. I get that I wasn't here for Brood War, and I'm not I'm not the hugest fan of Brood War, unless I'm watching... Me neither, me neither. ...and Artosis cast it, because I don't know the game. Um, they just make everything good, though. I could watch Heroes of the Storm and still enjoy it, as long as they're casting it. But, uh, seriously... I think it's going to be a Star League or something like that. I hope it's not Brood War. Um, but uh, you know, this whole let's—I'm going to kind of divert the topic real quick. This whole Brood War hype is really exciting. It's really cool to see a lot of people coming out of the woodwork. But I'm like, I think StarCraft Two is an amazing game. It's really exciting. It's really fun. There's no other game like it, even with Brood War existing. There's still no other game as visually and tactically exciting, exciting to me as StarCraft Two. And I'm just wondering what people look at in Brood War is it the nostalgia. What is it that they look at in that case that won't make them tune into StarCraft, tweet about StarCraft, make StarCraft content? Why is it Brood War? Like, what what is evoking this? Uh, well, this I,
0: I think the ma- the major argument usually is people say, "Hey, well, yes, it's StarCraft and StarCraft Two, but it's uh." You know, they're they're two very different games. I think. You know, I think that's the thing. Like, they're two very different games, and I think it's the differences from StarCraft to StarCraft Two. That a lot of people that maybe loved Brood War, they don't like as much in StarCraft Two. They find it more difficult to watch. They find it maybe silly to watch, and they don't see the enjoyment in watching mass carriers. I I don't know. Like, I don't know a good example because I'm not a Brood War okay, person you know, myself.
5: I like that,
0: but, I mean, to be fair, like, there's certain things in StarCraft too. I mean, this is the thing, because I don't know what happened in StarCraft, but in StarCraft too, I know there's certain things I don't think is very fun to watch even. It doesn't get me, and sort of makes me think, like, why do we watch these kind of games? Because they're kind of stupid. And I think it's, like, I mean, there's a bit of nostalgia there, but I think for a lot of people, StarCraft was just this super great thing. And then there's certain aspects of StarCraft 2 that just changes it in a way, and it's like it's just ruined it for them slightly, and they just can't quite get behind it, I guess. I don't know. Like I don't see it because I didn't really grow up with Brood War or anything. I got into StarCraft Two after StarCraft Two was released. Um, you know, early like late twenty eleven, I got into StarCraft Two. So for me, trying to watch Brood War is like I can sort of watch and sort of appreciate sometimes if I can kind of get what's going on. But I'm just like, well, for me, like the graphics are just too. You know, they're just too too bad for me to enjoy. Like it, I enjoyed. It it. I mean, I watched, it You know, I watched ASL and it was it was cool. It was fun, and I, I could appreciate that there was some really sick shit going down and a flash is a God, but it doesn't get me excited like StarCraft Two is right. So I think it's one of those things where, it just people just like different things, I guess. And I think you just can't expect them to like it because it's StarCraft and StarCraft Two. Like they're more different than, they're more different than you realize. I suppose. I mean, that's my my take on it. I don't know.
1: Yeah, you know, I can agree with that. So anyway, uh, get, getting this back on track. Um, <laughs> I think I think it is gonna, it's going to be something Star League related. I think that was a really good thing for people to you know put together. But if you're wrong, you're going to fucking have fucking Wax Angel logging in to Reddit and tearing your asshole a new one because he has no tolerance for uh, people being wrong. Did you guys see that? Uh, Not gay dragon deleted his, his account. Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> yeah. He posted in my that he posted something about um a potential I can't remember what it was I think it was about a star. So league or
0: something it was like about uh, was it not about uh, Africa creating a StarCraft team? They said uh, yeah, oh yeah that's what it was yep. they yeah he said like uh, oh yeah Africa are going to fund a StarCraft team and in reality they said they're going to fund team competition was it? So I think yeah I think instead of making a StarCraft team they were going to make a team league I suppose and uh, so, <laughs> yeah he got brutalized so hard that he deleted his Reddit account the fuck yeah that can be rough man and that can be rough all right um we're gonna just wrap it up there because that's a pretty solid two hours i didn't actually think we'd uh we'd fill so much time with the general news but we had some good chats and what was uh what was fun to chat this is why you know this is why i wanted to talk show because i feel as though i can just talk about starcraft all the time you know and it's uh it's lovely isn't it such a great game Mm -hmm. so much going on as well like two weeks and like we so many different pieces of news so we didn't even really get to talk much more about Nation Wars and stuff. Uh, it's crazy. Crazy Nation what happens was good. Yeah, Nation Wars, Nation Wars was good. It was really good. There you go. That, that's all you need, guys. Like, we didn't even need to discuss it in detail. It was just good. Go watch it. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap this thing up. Let's go right to left and kick it off with our last remaining guest. Fia, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for actually sticking around and not being a slacker like certain Dutch representatives that were on the stream Ridiculous, earlier. It's just
4: Always the same.
0: Um, where can people Never find you? Points. Where can people download your dick pics? Tell us all about it.
4: Well, uh, we'll wait one more year with the dick pics, okay? <laughs> uh, well, you can find me at that pic- uh, D-pics here. Uh... <laughs> oh,
5: man. This is way too cringy.
4: <laughs> Fuck you, no, John, go man.
0: ahead. Go ahead, you can
4: find him Yeah, thank, thanks John for having me, thanks for the good talks. Thanks to my team, gonna keep it simple, not a G like awesome safety. <laughs> thanks for everyone watching and uh, chatting, in the chatting. yeah, giving some good input.
0: was a good talk, safe guys. My main man Lycan. We've done two shows together now, we're basically brothers.
1: Yeah, we are, we are, we are, uh, we, we should become more than brothers. But it will require an in-person meeting about a gallon of lube and some free time. <laughs> so,
0: I want to say thank you to our guests. You guys were awesome. I going to say so which event are you at next? <laughs> <this?" Yeah. laughs>
1: uh, maybe DreamHack
0: Austin. Oh, um, that's what my maybe is as well.
1: Yes. I want to go... So, I went to Vegas this last weekend. wasn't anything too crazy. Pretty tame. But I, went, I did go to the MGM Grand and that's where DreamHack is going to be. And that's really... Gonna be exciting, and I, I kind of want to fly back for that. So, some cheap tickets pop up on on Southwest. I might go back, but um, yeah, it was a great show, great guests. I think our discussion earlier in this show, if you just tuned in, definitely go back and check out the vod. Um, it's gonna be, you know, I think it was a pretty productive discussion. There's still a lot of nuance and a lot to be. Uh, Thought about so if you're a Terran or a Protoss, you know go in. A, I know you don't like to put your opinions out in public, but maybe get a group together and then you know under a false account say, look, hey, we're a bunch of pros. We don't want to release our IDs. Just but go to Reddit, Team Liquid, and just say as a collective we want to say this. Um, and then I don't know, just find some way to uh, to get your opinions and your analysis out there and get other people talking about it because at the end of the day we want the change that's best for the game in the long run, not the change that's going to immediately make protoss feel better about the the situation um and not that protoss don't deserve to feel good about the situation i'm just saying you know we want the game that's gonna you know be good for everyone we want taryn to suddenly you know go back to 30 percent win rate versus protoss anyway so thank you uh thank you guys for coming on Wardy. thank you for putting the show together doing the notes every week and uh you know giving me a, a platform to come up here and, and bullshit for a little bit i appreciate it
0: Appreciate you coming on, buddy, and Fear oh. as well. Oh, and if if you have Twitter, uh, I haven't
1: asked for Twitter followers in a long time, so I'm bringing back my hoary ways uh, and
0: just follow me at G T V. pretty please. Boom. Just like that, he goes full us out once again. <laughs> obviously, thank you, Like, for being co-host. Thank you, Fear, for sticking it out to the end, and also to Hostum and Optimus for the. It was a good discussion earlier. It's very hard to obviously discuss kind of things theoretically, right? Because you say one thing, you have no idea what's really going to change, you know? He would have thought TVP would actually be Terran favored at one point in life. Never did I think that, so pretty crazy stuff, but uh, great discussion earlier. It was fun to actually get some gameplay discussion going. I do want to try and, uh, every kind of, we do the show once every two weeks, and I do want to try and get some like gameplay discussion on the show every time because I think it's cool, and I think it's, you know, something people sh- should be able to talk about and listen to. Um... So yeah, we're going to try and keep the gameplay discussion coming. Next show, probably in two weeks' time. Same time, same place. Unless uh, the world blows up or unless someone one of us actually has something to do, I guess. Um, but it'll be in about two weeks' time. Uh, information will go on Team Liquid. If you miss the show, it'll go up on YouTube. I'd say through the night, but I probably won't get to update the information until tomorrow morning. Um, it will go up on SoundCloud before then, though. And SoundCloud and on iTunes, so you can probably get it on iTunes in about an hour. All the Twitch VOD is already immediately available. Obviously, if you enjoyed the show, hit the follow button. You can see when I'm live again in the future. I'm live tomorrow for IEM qualifiers and more qualifiers all over the rest of the place. And other than that, uh, just qualifiers all week long. I'm casting, basically. Uh, some team leak here and there. Shout out to a couple of people we resubbed during the stream as well. Fleetwood Project just resubbed for two months. Roddy hit us up for a three-month resub as well. Woohoo! And uh, with that, I'm done selling out myself. Thank you guys for watching. And until next week, or next week, next two weeks. How, how do you even say that? Until the next bi-weekly occurrence, have a fantastic bi-week fortnight. Have a fantastic fortnight. There <laughs> we go. Fake that out. Literally learn as we go. Have a good one, guys. See you there. later. Later.